Hello there, my name is Jeff, and welcome to episode 28 of the Game Sharks podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world. A Interrupting s- Jeff. Sweet new recording place. I made a, a little recording studio, in quotations, in my basement. A little recording corner of my basement. Definitely not sketchy at all. No, I'm not going to murder anyone down here. Uh, but yeah, we got some... Blankets hanging up. We're going to stop some echoes. The last couple of episodes that we recorded in person were a bit echoey. Uh, just hope Allison isn't walking around upstairs because we would definitely be able to hear that. But life goes on and we're going to see how this goes. I'm a little bit toasty. I don't know how you guys feel. You're getting a little warm now. We're in this little hot box. I'm good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah I've just been shuffling around chill. a lot, yeah. setting up you, this yeah. hot box. <laughs> You've been um, walking around a lot. <laughs> with your little Morocco hammer. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a hammer because I broke my first hammer, and this new hammer, it's also a Morocco <laughs> because they had no normal hammers <laughs> Maybe it's at just Job Lot. full of beans. Mm. Maybe. it's Something's going on there. But um, And video games. Joining me today is Andrew. Hello. Derek. Hello. And returning... For the first time since episode one, Jordan is back on the podcast. Welcome back, Jordan. Hey, hey, hey. It's good to be back. Yeah, good to have you back. Jordan is here for a very specific reason, and that is because Dante didn't finish The Last of Us (laughs) Uh, and also was busy tonight. But Jordan uh, played through all The Last of Us Part 2, so he will be joining us in the spoiler cast discussion that we're going to be having later in the episode. Um, We have a very light news week. Not a lot happened at all as far as i can yeah. tell yeah. so mm. i only have four things open here and they're pretty nitpicky or like the, the cherry picked yeah those yeah. times when there's nothing so you're like ah, i gotta pick something <laughs> yeah I, g- I gotta get a couple week. things so um, the calm before the storm Ooh. and i personally haven't been playing a lot of games i've been really really busy this past week Same. but we uh we can talk about all that so we might just have a lot of time to talk about the last of us which is exciting but let's start not with emails because we got no emails this week <gasps> Wow. Oh, because it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Uh, so uh, between that and I also Steve's on vacation. So yeah, that's I'm true. assuming he's no he's probably drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Living his best life. So no emails this week. So we're just gonna go right into news. And we will start with the Xbox Series X first party game showcase is gonna be happening July twenty third. Uh, what day of the week is that? That's, that's what you're recording that day. <laughs> ah, so you guys will be able to talk on that episode without me. I'm going to go on vacation in two weeks, so Andrew's going to be running the show, and that'll be fun. We're going to have a very Ooh. special guest on that episode. Wink. Um, we we know we're definitely going to see Halo Infinite, which yep. I'm very yep. excited about, and expect me to talk about that the week I come back, uh, because I am absolutely going to have some things to say. Um, but other than that, we don't really know. It's going to be first party stuff. Uh, so a We're couple see a Forza game, a Forza game, <laughs> yep. yeah, absolutely. Gears of War, maybe. I don't think yet. I maybe don't think Assassin's Gears of War Creed. Yet. Assassin's Creed is not a first party Microsoft. Oh well, yeah. They Oops. do have a bunch of new studios since like the last Jedi. So I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, some notable some new announcements, may- new IPs, maybe notable studios that they own now, and we haven't heard anything from is Double Fine, Ninja Theory, Obsidian. Yeah. All pretty big name uh, developers that we have. We don't know what they've been working on since they've been acquired by Xbox. Well, Double Fine's been doing Psychonauts too, so maybe that. Do you think they'll show? I can't imagine I, them working on two games. So yeah, maybe yeah. they'll show us Psychonauts. Maybe something from Rare. Oh, Ooh. Banjo Three E. <laughs> <laughs> they teased it at the end of Two E. 
like 20 years ago. Gruntilda says, I'll get you in Banjo 3E. <laughs> and I've been waiting ever since. Wait, so like they actually said Banjo 3E in yeah. the game? In the game. Yeah. As you beat the final boss, she screams, I'll beat you in Banjo Banjo 3E. Oh, okay. Like, I thought that was canon. I but, thought that was one of those like dumb internet no. things like Mew 3. No. No. no but, then, like, uh, but then nuts and bolts happened. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm i very excited solely because I know we're going to be getting Halo stuff, and that really, really excites me. Master Chief because for right. Smash? Yeah, dude. I'm calling Master it right Chief now. Master, Master Chief will be released for smash around when uh halo infinite comes out you can count on that That'd be you cool. want to bet yeah oh how much calzone okay deal all right you heard it here first so wait do i win this bet if master chief is in this is a, this is a side smash. bet to the to, it, the, to the smash this, character bet do you have him in, on your list yeah uh, okay so it, <laughs> so you get an extra calzone specifically if master chief is in smash yeah <laughs> So, uh, is it, does but he, he also to? counts for a point for you if yeah. If he's so in. it's a double win if he is. I'm, I'm confident. <laughs> so wait, hey man, any excuse to get Calzones, I'm in. Is if if he's in Smash at all, or does it have to be within a certain time frame of Halo Infinite? I feel like it should be if he's in Smash at all. If he's in the release month of Halo Infinite, release month by the end of the year. If he's in, if he's in, how about this? If he is in the release month for Halo Infinite, I'll buy you two Calzones. Deal. And if it's by the end of the year, it's one Calzone. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> deal all right the bet is on i hope he's in it me too <laughs> i want him more than any other character at this point i don't know what his what about moveset would be but mm. he'll sticky grenades, sticky grenades we already have or golden sun isaac no nah, master chief no i want master chief more than right. any of them um so yeah i'm very excited about it everything else is probably going to be an unknown new ip waluigi? stuff waluigi waluigi is going to be the last dlc i've already <laughs> told you this um so yeah anything anyone is particularly excited about or they just kind of ready to see stuff from xbox uh, you know i've never been a microsoft guy I'd that's like true. i don't really know any of their first party titles besides yeah. halo so yeah uh, i'm just waiting to see i mean i like xbox they don't get me wrong but i don't know i've always leaned towards playstation stuff that's fair I, i'm just really hoping for something new and interesting i think we didn't we talk about maybe last week about uh the fable trademark so maybe we might get something might get something fable, fable. i just like Give me give me something new that like I look at and say, okay, that gives me a reason to buy an Xbox. Mm. Not that yeah. I need a reason to buy an Xbox, but like, wouldn't you just get the games on well, PC? Well, I, I need it. Yeah, well, exactly yeah. that too. <laughs> give me a reason to continue my subscription to Game Pass. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I feel like there's enough cool third-party games on Game Pass to justify yeah. it. Like, I just downloaded Sea of Thieves because Tcon just started playing Sea of yeah. Thieves and was like, it's free for me. I, he also has Game Pass and bought it on oh, Steam. Oh, really? He bought it? He's like, oh, I just bought Sea of Thieves. And I was like, oh, oh I'll, I'll download it. It's on Game Pass. And he just goes, wait, it's on Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> so, And I think he'd played too much to refund it at that point. Yeah, so he'd been like, over two hours. Sorry, but I played a little bit of that game. It's, it's, it's fun. fun. Yeah. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen gameplay of it, and I, I really want to play it, but like, I don't have the console for it he was telling me stories of him and his cousin just doing piratey things and i was like that just f sounds like fun <laughs> i saw this i watched this one video a while back of a guy just trolling the shit at random people <laughs> if, you, if you're good at like like playing a game and just like immersing yourself in the idea of the like it's kind of a bare bones game but yeah. like like if you, it's about the you know, role play yeah, yeah exactly if you can role play oh, yeah. as a pirate you're gonna really love this game Arr. <laughs> I'll have to, yeah, I'm gonna definitely going to play it with him next time he plays, and he said he'll let me know, and I'll hop on, because it's free. Why not? Um, all right, so yeah, Microsoft, July 23rd. I expect to hear you guys talk about it. You will. 
Um, all right. Next thing that I have here is the Left 4 Dead creators have revealed concept art for their new zombie game, Back 4 Blood. Ooh. Does it also use the number four in it the does. title? It does. It does use the I number four. I forgot that was announced. Consistency. This, Last this, year? We'll, it's just one picture. Is. Here it is. It's basically they've Ooh. they've toted it as the spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which Left 4 Dead is one of my secret darling favorite series of all time. I played so much Left 4 Dead 2 back in high school with my friends. We would play it every single time we got together, play it online all the time. There was I, a period yeah. of time where I had it installed on my computer and no one to play it with. Yeah. Oh, I played it. I, was playing, I think I got it for free on Steam. I was playing with my buddy Liam like a year ago. We were really? playing Left 4 Dead 2. Maybe that can be one of our like just take a nostalgia trip I'm land party. 100% down. I love Left 4 Dead. So yeah, I, this... I have it on 360. And it's been a while since I've played it like very, very... And I'm not good at shooters at all, <laughs> as as if it was evident on a, when the in the Halo Land party. Mm. Uh, so oh. in this picture, it's kind of uh, looks like a a fort made up of sheets of metal and scrap. That there's the word hope written across it with an American flag, and leading it's on top of a hill, and on that hill is all sorts of uh, barbs and spikes and defensive piles of tires. <laughs> um, kind of standard post-apocalyptic setting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. I'm From what I remember, they said it's going to be like similar gameplay to Left 4 Dead, correct? It's been a while since they've talked about it. From that picture, it makes it seem like it might take place like further into a zombie apocalypse than maybe le- like because left mm. for dead kind of takes place like it's all about relatively getting s- after it's it happens yeah like, it's right at the start because the whole yeah. idea is you're trying to get to safe zones and evacuation areas right. so this mm. seems like it's maybe like maybe like everything's already set, fortified why, like a, a spiritual successor yeah things are fortified and now it's just about like fighting zombies so it might stuff. be just be like a cod zombies ripoff maybe uh i feel like so I they feel have like they do better than that they have yeah. a little they have a At quote here point. about what they said it's going to be it's going to be a next gen cooperative fps and you'll be able to shoot up a lot of zombies like in left 4 dead 4 but with a whole lot of new stuff in back for blood which makes it unique so they're saying it's going to be the the bones of left 4 dead but yeah obviously left 4 dead came out what 2006 and left 4 dead 2 came out in 2008 i want to yeah. say somewhere along mm-hmm. that time frame Sounds so they're very old games so there's plenty of updating to be done mm-hmm. gameplay wise yeah um coming to pc playstation 4 xbox one um cool. unless I, I don't think there's a release date for it yet so if it's not out by the end of or the middle of fall end of fall it's you got to imagine they're going to push that to the next gen consoles yeah yeah that um, Especially if they're only releasing concept art, that's that makes yeah. me think that this is like a year or two away. Yeah. So um, I, obviously, that's all I have listed for consoles right now. Do you think they'll, uh, you know, incorporate, you know, like the those like special infected, like they did in like Left 4 Dead? I would imagine so. There's probably going to be yeah, uh, uh, the main mode where mm-hmm. it's four humans versus four people who cycle through special types of zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always a a uh, smoker fan myself he was my favorite <laughs> zombie to play as uh, my buddy andrew whitman he was always at the charger we were gonna buy a left shirts with the different infected on it and wear them <laughs> in gym class together we never so did cool. um but yeah we were really obsessed with that game back in an old uh venture in youtube back in like early days of college uh we had a channel, and the password for it was Left 4 Dead 2 Pros. So <laughs> that just shows how was much. That Ocean State Gamers? That was the Ocean State the Gamers. Ocean State wow. Gamers. Holy cow. Yeah, that was a long, long time ago. But, yeah, I'm really excited for this game. I'm looking forward to hear more. This It's a pretty cool co- piece of concept art, but pretty minimal. doesn't show too, too much. 
Um, all right. Solid. You had me at fort made of sheets. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next thing I got here is uh, there's a new roguelike deck builder on the horizon. Oh, boy. Oh, but listen. <laughs> it's called Rogue, Rogue Book, and it's being designed by Richard Garfield, the creator okay. of Magic the Gathering. Right. Oh. Um, it's from a Belgian game developer, Abracam. And it's, yeah, it's going to be a roguelike deck builder called Rogue Book. Um, Richard Garfield is working on it. So now this, this could be go either way. Cause obviously Richard Garfield developed Magic the Gathering, the biggest trading card game of yeah. all time. He's developed a bunch of really cool board games. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar, like King of Tokyo was Richard Garfield. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he has his own board game company. Um, he made Keyforge, mm-hmm. um, which is another card game, but the last thing he did in video games was Artifact, and that was a terrible failure. But I don't know if it's because Artifact, the game was bad, or the structure of microtransactions and kind of the stuff outside of the gameplay mechanics themselves doomed that game. Yeah, I think I think that's what it was. I think it was like agreed that I think that's why it was rebooted is because like the game itself was good, but it had such a wall of microtransactions that you couldn't like get into it yeah to play it artifact is just another like online tcg that's yeah. the that's the dota 2 card game oh okay. yeah we talked about it the other day oh, uh, a yeah weeks ring, ago. ring a bell um so uh the kind of premise here players begin with two heroes and build a deck of powers around them if both heroes die players must start over from the beginning like all roguelikes as players reverse an overworld they fight enemies earn more cards based on their defeated foes and eventually craft a powerful deck that suits their needs um that's really all we have on this right now they haven't they haven't said anything else they just announced that hey we are working on this there's no approximate date no consoles or anything Uh, you can sign up to get uh information and a potential beta key in the future um i can show you guys a couple screenshots here so this is like the overworld Mm. Uh, this is what the battle that looks exactly like like slay the spire yeah Yeah, it's a combination (laughs) yeah all of the all deck like or deck building roguelike games are going to be slay the spire ish like because it's all the same general idea yeah, it's just, yeah. but it even looks like you have the artifacts up yeah. top yeah and, uh, i mean like even where the characters are and their health bars and like the symbols underneath yeah underneath that looks uncanny even even that go back even to that, that picture that yeah. looks like that the, is the same the yeah when you um get to like an event yeah yeah part of the map so um yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Wow. I I love this genre. Deck building roguelike games are really really fun. I still want to try Monster Train. Is that what it was called? Yeah, the one Monster I told talking about. Yeah. Um, I'm just waiting for that to come to Switch because that's my favorite place to play them. Because I'll sit on the couch while watching TV or lay in bed. I don't feel like booting up my PC to play a deck building roguelike game. I'm also coming up on the one year anniversary of me playing Slay the Spire because I bought it when I went on vacation last year <laughs> and I go the same week every year. Uh, and that consumed me during that vacation. I love that game. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited about this. Definitely expect updates from us. Ooh, under platforms on its IGN page, it says PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. So all I really care about is that it says Nintendo Switch there. I don't know if that's confirmed or just placeholder, but regardless, very excited about that. Okay, my last piece of news, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. Um they they started talking about it ever so slightly. They said that the development is being affected by COVID-19, but shouldn't have a big impact. So we got 
uh, a quote from Square Enix, or they did an interview with The Guardian, mm-hmm. and kind of the big quote out of it was, at this current time, the team are... S- the team are still making the game, the next game via remote work. Our performance will be temporarily dropped below 100% efficiency because of this, but I do not think this should have a big impact in the long term. I know we were talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two or whatever they end up calling it, um, and uh, like how when we thought we were going to get it. I know, Andrew, you're in the camp that we're not going to get it for five years. Well, that's more so a, a joke than it is an yeah. accurate guess, but yeah, I would I'm, say within the next few years. I'm in the camp that we'll have it two years minimum, um, like early 2022, or sorry, maximum early 2022. I, I could see it as early as, uh, I don't know, fall of next year, because like I was saying, they have all the assets and all that's there. It's just more so creating new... Yes. locations but so i don't know because if they're probably building it for uh the next gen that can like they're obviously going to be building it for playstation 5 that can kind of unless they have already built final fantasy 7 remake on f- to be played on ps5 and we just haven't heard about it yet i don't know like because building on a new console can with it, like i don't you know they might need a new engine uh they did show off right square Showed it off the what was that called the the demo thing in the PlayStation conference. Oh, I don't remember the so name of that. that thing. That's never going to yeah, exist. But it shows that they already have an engine built. So I don't know. May, I would yeah, think I next fall would be maybe too early, but I could still see spring. I would say spring twenty twenty two as a minimum. Spring twenty twenty two as a minimum. Well, yeah, wow, like okay. earliest. Yeah, huh. sounds about right. We'll see. Um, I'm I'm being very optimistic. Um. But it depends how the whole COVID thing shakes out. Yeah, there are absolutely a lot of factors in play here. Um, There is – the interviewer asked uh, Katase uh, about the ending of the game. (laughs) You want to hear his quote? Uh, As long as it doesn't spoil it for this one. Uh, There is no spoilers. He says, I am not able to tell you the answer to that now. I understand that there is a lot of speculation among the fans that is – what we wanted and what we've really enjoyed seeing these theories and guesses of what the ending means. We wanted the fans to keep discussing, to keep the discussion going on social media and keep their excitement high as we head towards the next game. So Ooh. basically he just said, yeah, isn't it really cool what we did? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's just basically like, yeah, calling out the fact that what they did was unexpected and really cool. Yeah. Um, Jordan, you absolutely need to play and beat Final Fantasy VII Remake. I will. Do I it. Definitely will. You're not welcome on this podcast ever, or ever again until you beat it. No, that's a little, that's a little harsh. It is a little harsh, but it's, it's fine. It's it's the push he needs yeah. to play one of the best games of this year so far. Now I now I know which game to finish: God of War or Final Fantasy. Oh I my god! Oh, god of War is really good, but yeah. <laughs> but I do love me some Final Fantasy. See, the thing with the end of God of War isn't like mind fuckery. You need to talk to someone about it. It's just unless they cool. announce a sequel, maybe in the next couple of years. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Final Fantasy Remake Part 2, whatever they're going to call it, it's being worked on a little less than 100%, but they are working on it. Okay, that's all I got for news. Like I said, very light week, and I was cherry-picking things particularly that I liked. Uh, Anyone else got something they saw that they wanted to talk about in particular? 
Nope. I don't think so. Um, oh, we could talk about how Evo got permanently canceled for this year. Oh, that's true. Evo is done, so. Yeah. yeah, no Evo this year. Mr. Wizard is no longer in control of it. Yeah, so one they of the co-founders of Evo ended up uh, being accused of, was it sexual abuse of a minor? I don't know, something. S- something. I haven't really been paying attention to the specifics. <laughs> yeah, of like we kind of mentioned last week, the fighting game community and the Smash community in particular has Most been the Smash community. Uh, very... I don't even know how to explain it uh, or describe it. Very upended, uh, upended, toxic, something. Yeah, there's problems in there. A lot of sexual abuse allegations, a lot of um, stuff with minors and a lot of drama and twit longers and lies and confessions and excuses. Yeah. Owed um, money. In the end, we're going to come out on the other side and a lot of the toxic, terrible people are going to be out of the scene and going forward, uh, we're gonna. They're like already. I know um, the people who make the game. Them's fighting herds. No, it's the rivals of Aether people. They said that okay. any tor- just Dan Fornis. Uh, any game that uh, or any tournament that their game is going to be at, it has to be required to have no alcohol, and anyone under the age of fifteen has to be accompanied by a guardian. Um, so they're like taking steps to make sure that this shit stops. Cause, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. awful. Um, if you want to read into that, just go to the Smash Bros subreddit yep. or it's bleeding into other communities now. Apparently it was also like a lot of Twitch streamers too. Really? That's mm-hmm. what I heard. That's what Joe told me. Hmm. Interesting. But I haven't heard anything about those. I've just, yeah. it's all been Smash for me. Yeah, same. Um all right, yeah, that's all I got for news. Do we wanna talk about what we've been playing lately? Yeah. Yeah, we'll dive right into it. Yeah, Jordan, we haven't heard from you in a long time, so what have you been playing? Um, I mean, besides, you know, Last of Us, well, to prepare myself for The Last of Us 2, I played the first Last of Us in its entirety within... Like three days. Yeah. Damn, that's (laughs) impressive. Yeah. I I surprised the hell out of myself because when I first played The Last of Us, I have to say like a year ago, I played with my friends and uh, I didn't get very, very far because I'm not very good at stealth and uh, (laughs) I'm still not. Um, but I ended up getting through the first Last of Us, you know, within a few days, and, you know, I like it a lot. It's great. Um, you know, it's, it's got its flaws, but, you know, uh, I liked it a lot, and, you know, in my eyes, Naughty Dog really, like, outdid themselves with this, especially, like, when it comes to, you know, the story, and, uh, besides, besides that, Nothing really. Hmm. Okay. Um. What about you, Derek? Uh, <laughs> so Destiny. Well, yeah. So I've been playing a lot of Destiny. Um. I started Control. Ah, yes. Uh, we will not be talking yeah, about that. But I started that up the minute I got home after last week. <laughs> um. So very excited about that. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that gonna play that some more and then uh i decided that now was the time to start diving into assassin's creed odyssey Ooh, you went for it yeah so with with the valhalla reveal coming up soon i figured yeah let me get myself typed up for assassin's creed odyssey um so far i'm not very maybe like four or five hours in in the beginning but so far i like the improvements um it does lean way heavier now towards the rpg side like you have uh, your skill tree has like abilities in it, and so now you have like abilities during combat. Um, before 
like you like would build up a meter and then when you pressed like a button combination or whatever you would just do like a like a powerful move now you can execute like different kinds of moves so it, it kind of spices up the combat a little bit um, but it does feel like it's like all right we're starting to move farther and farther away from like the core what was the core assassiny part of assassin's creed uh one of the big things is um, and I know it's one of the big criticisms for Odyssey is assassinations aren't instant kills. You have to be if you're not like above their level or within a certain like range, you only do a certain amount of damage. Huh. Um, and so you have to be higher level than them to straight out assassinate them. Yeah, you have to be okay. higher level, and you have to. I think they have to not be like elites. And so I, I'm guessing as you get farther into the game, more and more elite like ah, stuff show up because your status missions. makes it so that a blade doesn't hurt your neck as much <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it well that's the thing is like you don't have uh a hidden blade blasphemy in, um this you have the spear of leonidas because oh. technically this is like bef way before the assassins exist and everything yeah i, I, I played the very beginning of the game uh On stadia yeah to try out google yeah. stadia oh, yeah, when yeah. that beta happened and yeah the very beginning of the game you play as leonidas right yeah, at the, in battle. the battle of thermopylae yeah <laughs> which was like okay this is kind of cool like i yeah i know this from that movie from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so i i'm i'm like interested in like okay i'm gonna keep playing the game because it's like the combat feels a little fresh uh, but it does. It is starting to feel like, oh yeah, this is a little farther than assass from Assassin's Creed than I'm more, you know, more than liking. And was it a bigger jump from um, Origins to Odyssey? Was it like more of a jump than you thought it was going to be? Yeah, I. It was more of a jump than I thought it was going to be, and it makes it, like the comments they've been making about Valhalla and the things they've been like promising all make sense now. It's like, okay, yeah, they're trying to say, yeah, we're going to start steering it back a little bit. Like we realize we went too far. Gotcha. So, um, the other thing is the game world is huge. Like the map is massive, and I think that's one of the other criticisms of Odyssey is that the map is too big. And the, so there's all these things to do, and you don't like you're just like overwhelmed. You're like, I don't. Should yeah. I go to that island? It's like on the other side of Greece. You're like, mm -hmm. is it important? I don't know. Like, so I haven't experienced that yet because I'm still in the beginning, and it's like everything's kind of all close together. But I'm sure as the game opens up, it'll uh, get a little overwhelming. So hmm. I'll keep the pod updated. <laughs> I'm very oh, yeah. intrigued to know uh, your thoughts going forward on that game for sure, especially with Valhalla on the yeah. horizon. That's it. That's all. Okay. Yeah, that's it Andrew, for me. Andrew? Well, I also started playing Control. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we will we'll not talk be talking about, about that. that. Uh, I um, finished Last of Us. I've been playing League of Legends. Um, and then I didn't play. I didn't start Brotherhood yet. Uh, I have too many games that I'm in the middle of that I stopped playing a while back, and I've been meaning to go and finish those before I move on to anything else. So uh, the other night we booted up Resident Evil 2. Mm. Um, I was, I, I believe, right at the beginning of Claire's campaign, uh, and so <laughs> we booted up the game. I'm in a save room. I have one bullet. I was trying to figure out the controls. I shot the bullet, <laughs> and so <laughs> I, <laughs> I was freaking out. I was in. I was just in there. There's no ammo. I went outside the fucking door. Mr. X is like right in my face. I was like, oh god. <laughs> so like I was frantically running around trying to find uh, loot and 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 things. But uh, we we ended up uh, finding more stuff and kind of getting our bearings. Although there was one point I was running around and I was trying to dodge a bunch of zombies and. 
There are three zombies. I thought I had lost Mr. X, and there were three zombies in the room. It was in the library, uh, and I was running around and dodging them, and then Mr. X just appears out of nowhere from behind <laughs> me and kills my ass. So He'll do that. Um, so, yeah, just planning to finish that up uh, before I really move on to anything you know, too uh, ambitious, and then Ghost and Paper Mario come out next week. Yeah. So. Next yeah, Friday, right? If you can feel, like, Once that happens, I was like, "Yeah, there's a good di- amount of time between Last of Us Two and Ghost of Tsushima," and there wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <we> thought <laughs> there was. Uh-oh. Yeah, so uh, just keeping it light until next week when I inevitably play one of those games. Yeah, uh, I'm in a weird place because we finished the Messenger last week, and I really want to start Control, but I have an incredibly busy week this week, so I didn't have time to start it this week. So I could start it at the beginning of next week but then paper mario and ghost come out and i'm going on vacation yep so i won't come back to control for a long time so i'm feeling like i should probably just hold off on control until kind of post paper mario and ghost happen um so i've been in this weird spot where i haven't really wanted to start anything because i thought about starting resident evil 7 mm-hmm. uh <laughs> i start thought about put starting horizon zero dawn and just from last week's episode to tonight to the end of this week, I just have had no time to play games. Life's been way too busy. Um, so I'm probably just going to wait. I'm getting, I'm definitely getting Paper Mario the day it comes out and playing it on vacation. I'll, good chance I'll have that done by the time I get back. I don't imagine it being a very long game. Quite possibly. And I play a lot of video games when I'm on vacation. Um, but other than that, I've played, I played some more Star Wars Episode One Racer. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I've been really enjoying that. Uh, I have no competition whatsoever so far. Um, I've come in first place handily yeah. every single race. Uh, but I got to a track where it's a lot of – you have to use brakes a lot, and it's a lot of incredibly tight S-turns and stuff like that. And I exploded several times in a row, got past. I was in, like, eighth place, and I was just like, yeah, no, I don't want to do this right now. So we'll see if I ever boot that back up. <laughs> uh, but I played it for, like – three or four hours and had a lot of fun with it um played some league back to playing ad carry getting in the groove of that again enjoying that playing smash with andrew uh poop anonymous falco he's trying to beat me with he's giving me a death stare <laughs> right now he's trying to beat me with every character in the game at least once yep uh right now yeah, best of five yeah and best of five set and right now he's on robin and <sighs> if you didn't know robin is a really bad matchup for falco or no falco is a bad matchup for robin falco has the advantage um and i've been yeah. playing a lot of falco since he got his buffs and he's stuck on robin and can't beat me he he went up two to zero and then i reversed three owed him including a three stock um no you didn't three stock me as falco are you sure not as we're not on robin i thought i three stock you the last game I, I three stocked. I three stocked your Greninja. That's right, which yeah. is even more impressive, because Greninja is his main. Um, but yeah, but playing as Falco has like given me a new breath of fresh air. Breath, breath of fresh air <laughs> for Smash. Fresh um, of breath, air. breath of the wild. <laughs> I haven't had this much enjoyment in Smash for a long time, so I'm really excited about it. Um, and yeah, that's about it. I haven't had any desire to go back and play Persona. I thought about how I was thinking about starting new games, and I thought, oh wow, I could just play a little bit of Persona before, but I don't know. I just haven't brought myself to turn it on. <laughs> so I won't get there eventually. I know, yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll go back to it. You should. Professional disc golf just started it's back worth, up. It's worth finishing. Yeah, I know. So I've heard. Uh, but yeah, professional disc golf just started back up and there's a big tournament this weekend. So I've been watching that. And yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, not a lot of video games for me. But I'm excited about the next 
couple of weeks. We got two really big ones next week, so that'll be fun. And then post that, there's plenty nice of backlog. break. <sighs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, all right. Let's take a break right now, and then when we come back, we can we don't have anything else, so we'll just go right into our yes. Last of Us Part 2 spoiler talk. What? So get ready for that, everybody. Okay, are you guys ready to talk about The Last of Us Part 2? Full spoilers, you have been warned. Anyone listening to this, we will be discussing everything story-related about The Last of Us Part 2. So if you have not beaten it yet or uh, you haven't started it and you really yeah. care about spoilers, I don't know what you're doing, but or if you don't care, feel <laughs> free to stay. But we will be talking about everything about The Last of Us Part 2 spoilers from here on out. Okay, you have been warned. Joel gets his head beaten in by a, <laughs> with a golf club. <laughs> <laughs> two hours into this game yeah yeah holy yeah. shit uh and that's when a lot of people dipped yeah um so we brought it up on the podcast before where the the big event that people seem to hate that was the big event was joel getting killed very very early mm-hmm. um but we will get into that at some point it's just nice to say out loud one of the biggest spoilers <laughs> yeah. for this game Jeez. um so i suppose let's go let's go around the table and just kind of talk about general uh thoughts on the game overall how you felt about it compared to the first game derek and i kind of went over this a little bit last week because we had beaten it before andrew did and adam hadn't been playing it um so yeah let's talk a little bit about what we just think about the game in general we'll start with you derek because you you had already beaten it so i don't know if you have more thoughts over the last week to kind of reflect on it or if they're similar still it's it's been stewing oh (laughs) stewing (laughs) all right um so i still feel uh I think last week we talked about there's there's a pacing issue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, one of the big things I think story wise with this game is uh, the story's paced a little bit weird. Um, overall, though, like I'm still I'm still satisfied with the game. Yes, I'm uh, still very happy as well. I know a lot of a lot of people or a lot of opinions I've seen are like. This was a great game, but it wasn't a great sequel to The Last of Us. I heard, I, I've heard I that. Agree with that I've, I've heard it's not a good Naughty Dog game. It's a good game, but it's not a good Naughty Dog game, which I don't necessarily I don't, agree with that. Yeah, I think that's it's a, weird. a very good Naughty that. Dog game. I only uh, played two Naughty Dog games. And so. they're both The Last of Us? <laughs> I mean, unless you count the Crash trilogy, but yeah. I guess those dog. are technically those are Naughty Dog games. That Crash story, though. <laughs> Sorry, continue, Derek. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like it's a good game. Uh, the combat is really fun. All almost all the encounters in the game are like good. They don't like last too too long, uh, unless you're like if you're someone who likes to uh, kill every enemy in stealth. Yeah, it, the encounters might take you a little bit, but if you're that was me good with <laughs> that was uh, me for a while. Trying your best and then either like ducking and running as far as you can. Like I know there's a few account- longer encounters that I just like ducked and ran out and escaped, and that like felt satisfying because I was like, yeah, I just got out of there. Um, I feel like there, that in the first game there wasn't really those options. Like you had to kill almost every enemy to get through, or else you were screwed. Like you, mm-hmm. they, when you tried to open the door, you know a clicker was going to come grab you. Um, it felt like there was definitely a lot less. Uh, well, 
I don't know. It, I guess in thinking about the first game and having just played it, there you don't fight the infected too too often. Um, when compared to like how often you fight um, people, mm. but I feel like in this game you uh, you fight people a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's way more people focused, and the first one was yeah. more uh, infected focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best encounters are the cat encounters where you're fighting either people versus infected or people versus people and you can like manipulate the sides to attacking each other yeah, yeah. those, those are fun so yeah. fat satisfying to execute uh, i really like that part um i wish the game had ended two hours before it did yes that is my feeling about the story <laughs> do you okay so do you feel that way because of the choices that were made by the character or because you thought the story was like do you get what i'm trying to get at like do you are you wish do are you like ellie i wish you didn't do this and i wish the game ended here so that you didn't do this yes. thing because you're an no, idiot yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Okay. like i and it's not that i'm like i'm upset at this writing like why would she do like it's more of like a, just a personal feeling of just man like, i wish i could have left this game with a nice feeling in my stomach instead of an empty one um yeah and that's okay that doesn't make me feel like the story is bad Mm -hmm. or like i feel like people like criticize things because it's like this made me feel bad or i don't think she would make that decision or whatever yeah they try to justify yeah this is bad writing because i don't like what the character did that's not agree with i put joel on a pedestal and thought he was the greatest hero in all of gaming and you killing him is bad like no like that's that's not that's your idolizing characters for the wrong reasons or whatever like i yeah i uh enjoyed the first part of the game and i enjoyed the second part of the game uh i don't know if we want to go do we want to go to that spoiler what the second biggest spoiler in this yeah, game the second um yeah so i'm thinking we can do Thoughts we'll kind before, of do like yeah. a, a beat uh beat by beat go through the whole story kind of thing yeah, and yeah, discuss yeah. it as we go um but yeah we can talk about that uh the big moment um basically uh, in the beginning of the game, you take control of a girl named Abby. And I was like, what the fuck? You have no <laughs> idea who this girl is. She's very muscular, very fit. Um, unlike many or any other female protagonist in a video game you've ever seen before. Some um, kids would say she's yoked. Um, so you take control of her and you find out uh, she's just kind of wandering around the woods with a buddy of hers. And they walk up and you see Jackson, yeah. and uh, which is uh, the town that... Uh, Tommy, who's Joel's brother, helped create, and it's like their little built-in society. Um, and Abby seems very adamant they're looking for someone. She has to go to Jackson. They gotta find this person. Um, so she tries to go there alone, gets trapped and uh, t- attacked by infected. Joel and Tommy, Tommy come along, yeah. uh, help her get out of the situation. She takes them back to their camp where her friends back were or where her friends were uh and they're all good everything's nice and they kind of tommy and joel introduce themselves so tommy goes oh yeah my name's tommy and and i'm joel and everyone in the room goes silent and uh they're all looking at joel (laughs) and he goes like it sounds like you've heard of us yeah oh it sounds like you've heard of us before and that and then someone goes that's because they they have or we have and immediately, Abby shoots Joel in the uh, knee yeah, with a yeah. shotgun, blows his leg off, and uh, you find out Abby is the one that kills Joel. Um, we'll go into that kind of the why a little bit later, but 
that's the big thing is you control a character who kills the the main character yeah. of the first game in the first couple hours of this game. And that was a big a lot of people the minute you take control of that character later on in the game said, "Nope, I'm out." Yeah. I hate this. Uh, so that's Whatever. the big point is halfway through the game or maybe a third of the way through the game. Uh, it's two fifths it's closer to halfway. Two fifths. Because <laughs> uh, there's two fifths as Ellie, and then you play as Abby for like two fifths of the game. Yeah. Uh, and then the last fifth is back as Ellie. Um, so yeah, when you take control of Abby in that latter half of the game, uh, people were instantly like, no, fuck this. This yeah. is the bitch that killed uh, my hero. Uh, and they were instantly turned off of it. Uh, Laura Bailey, who does the acting and voice for Abby, was getting death threats yeah. because uh, what God. her fictional character did to another fictional character. Yep. Which is um, stupid. Yeah, it's insane and disgusting, and I hate all of it. But um, So, yeah, the whole kind of idea of the story in this game is that everyone's the hero of their own story. Yes. Um, and no one is really a good person, yeah. um, mm -hmm. especially in this world. Uh, everyone kind of has their own agenda. And it makes you see why the decisions that both of them, these characters are making, you can understand why they're making them uh, and they why they feel justified in their choice uh, choices yeah. and decision-making. Um, so, okay, let's, let's go back a little bit and... Andrew, why don't you give us your kind of general thoughts on what you thought of the game as a whole? So, yeah, uh, I pretty much agree with most uh, most of the things that Derek said. Uh, the gameplay is obviously a step above the first one uh, in general in terms of combat and the fluidity of it. Um, and in the story, I feel, like, I, I feel the same way. Like, I, I think it, I would have preferred if it just ended after, like, the fourth, fifth. Yeah, you know, ended with Abby. Yeah, if you ended right before the the small time skip. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I just think it. At least for me personally, it would have been a more satisfying resolution. Uh, and the at the, at that point in the game when you go to Santa Barbara after it just, I felt like it just dragged on. Is it the same reason bit, as yeah. Derek, where you're just like Ellie, please do not do this. Partially, but also, like, at that point, I was like. I felt like I just would. I was satisfied with where I was. Yeah, I think that was part of the pacing problem. Is yeah. that that last one fifth of the game yes. just felt like oh, I'd rather watch this than play it. Yeah, um, I just wanted to oh, that, be mind. done. I don't feel that way about the last fifth. No, I, I feel that way about the fifth before the end. Whereas oh, the, the second half of Abby. Yeah, the second half of Abby's pacing was so the or the Abby's part was paced so i felt too long yeah that when uh you complete the final encounter and do that i was like okay yeah this is the obviously the end of the game and then it says oh oh no it's not the end of the game and then it was like oh okay there's more i didn't i felt like that last part was pretty quick but maybe other, other... uh yeah it's not that it was long it's just that i don't think it needed to happen uh i think it was very important story-wise because it is the yeah. re the resolution to Ellie's story. Like yeah. we don't need that for Abby. That like obviously like it it basically completes Ellie's story here. The point it leaves Ellie at is kind of devastating for her and us as people who care about her. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's kind of what they were going for. Um. But oh, yeah. see, so that I think that plays into why I I think the way I do because I think Ellie's story should have resolved at the end of Abby. 
but that's not where her story ends. I know, I know, I know, I know. And yeah, I think that goes back to us as human beings did not want Ellie to do this action because we knew it was not going to end well for her. Yeah. Uh, she's okay. Let's move on. We'll get into the full kind of story beats. Um, Jordan, what are your overall thoughts? Well, compared to the first one, they, you know, I agree with Andrew. I agree with Andrew and I agree with uh, Derek. Uh, like I think the gameplay was really solid. I like the the things that they introduced, like especially like the the combat system, all the 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 new you know crafting stuff, and all the other mm, things that they added. You know, going prone also adds like a new layer of yeah. Uh, Could you, you not know, prone stealth. in the first game? No, no. I don't know. No. There was I'm no prone sure. in the it's first been, game. I am the only one who hasn't played The Last of Us one in the, within the last year. <laughs> 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 and no, uh, I think. N- the the visuals of that game like really blew me away like compared to the first one. It's oh just yeah, like this this game is a technical masterpiece. Oh, yes, yeah. I, I think that is hands down. We all agree yeah. the detail in this game and the actual physical playing of this game, the sound design, yeah. it's it is a perfect. It is a masterpiece in its game design yeah. for sure, and for just sure. the world itself. Yeah. yeah, no, like the atmosphere and like you know like all the. Uh, yeah, the the atmosphere and you know everything involving you know uh, I totally blanked out. Oh my god, <laughs> that's all right. It that's that's how much this game kind of blows me away a bit. But um, like the story was like pretty compelling and like you know the of course the the pacing is a little off. Like I totally agree. But um, yeah, like it it also felt you know the, this game like felt like a bit of like a like a movie series or like a like a television series a little bit yeah that was like it was definitely segmented very like, heavily and this would have made a great four to five season yeah. tv show yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it like it got me hooked four because to five of it. It, it didn't well i mean including the first game okay. like, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't see that as a bad thing because like a lot of people com- who complained about like the last of us one like they always considered it like Oh, it's like it's more of a movie than a game, and that's why mm-hmm. it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I'd rather play the game rather than just like watch it. Right. Like, if right. I wanted to watch something, I could have just watched a movie. But like, I don't know, like I kind of see where they're they're going with that, but at the same time, I think it's it it's it's structured like that, like for a certain like reason like mm-hmm. and that's kind of like how games are now especially like with the introduction of like cutscenes. like you know com- you compare that to like you know 30 years ago and there really isn't you know a lot of uh, cutscenes or like the, the story is like kind of in in the gameplay <laughs> but like when it comes to like games now like it's it's within the gameplay but also within these cutscenes. yeah know? well games are stories now well yeah of course and i think i think that uh, uh, kind of opinion that's reflected in those people uh, just plays into how good the storytelling is in The Last of Us in general because yeah. if it feels so much like a movie then that that's probably because it has movie level storytelling mm-hmm. but the gameplay in The Last of Us is still amazing oh yeah absolutely yeah. and I think uh, that's where Naughty Dog kind of strives especially as of recently they they know how to write like a like good stories like I've I've heard things about like I haven't played like some of the more recent Uncharted games, but, like, I know that some of it, like, the, the story is, like, really good, besides the fact of, like, the visuals of Uncharted 4 being very, very good and the gameplay. But, um, yeah, other than, um, 
you know gameplay stuff i think the the characters are like you know they're pretty intriguing on their own like especially like some of the newcomers like abby and like some of the other characters that are introduced later on in the game and i like how they they built on like the already established characters you know like expanding more on ellie's story and like like wrapping it up and uh you know developing her as her own person and it 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 really like gets you you know like hooked on her character and you 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 root for her and then you also like you tr- you try to sympathize with her and you also like wonder like why she's making some of the decisions that she's making and then you also try to understand and justify like mm-hmm. why she's doing what she's doing and like all the other characters too and um that that's you know that's how i feel mm-hmm. cool um all right you all know how i feel i kind of talked about it over the last two episodes because i beat the game even a week before you did derek um, so I've given yeah. you my opinion and it, it mostly falls in line with you guys. So let's go through, uh, it's uh, disappointing that none of us hated it <laughs> just cause that would have made for a it's really also, interesting conversation. It's also intriguing that none of us like hands down 10 out of 10 perfect loved it, loved right, it game. Right. Like a lot of yeah, right. uh, media did. Um, so yeah, we, it's incredible that all four of us are very much like, yeah, this game's a nine. Yeah. An 8.5 or nine. Like, you know, yeah. I think that's. Very intriguing that we all land in that exact spectrum. Yeah, it definitely has its flaws, and but um, we're you know willing to look past that, and we see you know the grand scheme of things, and it's really good overall. I think none of us hated it, also because we're able to appreciate what it's doing with the story, and I feel like yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of the people who hated it can't f- look past the fact of like that the story is doing things that they don't like, um, and it's not like episode nine uh, where it's like. This is unbelievable and like doesn't this is a bad writing. Yeah, kind of like this yeah. is really yeah. good writing. Okay, um, the thing I was gonna bring up last week is I equate this to Breaking Bad, uh-huh. where it is so well written, it looks gorgeous. There's so much attention to detail in absolutely everything, and you hate everyone. There's mm-hmm. no good guy in Breaking <laughs> Bad. You could argue Jesse's the good guy in Breaking Bad, and you, everyone's rooting for Jesse throughout the whole thing. But every other character, you're just like, man, you're all kind of terrible. But with the thing with Breaking Bad, is there, is there are people who watch that and see Walt as this hero who deserves yeah. to succeed and deserves to win. And in the end, like, say, yeah, like, he deserved to keep living kind yeah. of thing. And, and that's <laughs> just a thing about stories and people and opinions and – like this is something video games are starting to get into a world that like books and movies and TV shows have been to for years where a story is written and some people say some people look at it shallowly maybe and think, yeah, this isn't great. And other people like your English teacher say, no, there's something in there that you're not seeing. And that's just what's going to start happening more and more with as games like this come out, which is very exciting because <laughs> game games add that extra level of playing right. the character immersion um the reason y- this game succeeds in making you care for both ellie and abby is because you get in the shoes of abby like when you first play as her you hate her because she's the one who killed joel and she's the one who wronged ellie but yeah you play as her for what maybe a half hour in the beginning of in the, the beginning game? of the game yeah. but and i'm talking about when you fully take yeah over no i know but i'm saying in the beginning you hate her because you only get it like sure you play as her but only for a short time yeah you're just like moment. who's this stranger but like as you get to know her as a person you uh to sympathize yeah and like you you do these interactions. You are the ones in control of her playing right. with a dog, playing fetch with a dog, and like shit like that makes you like care about the character. And I don't know, you just embody the characters more than I feel like you do in movies. Um, but all right, let's go through kind of the big beats of the story. Story starts. Uh, you're actually playing as Joel, 
and he's telling Tommy about what happened at the end of the first yeah. game and basically that what he did in the hospital, killing all the fireflies, taking Ellie out of there because they had to kill Ellie to create a cure for the infection or the, yeah, the virus. Um, so that's where it starts off. Then after that, you, um, there's a scene where, and this is really important because it's a theme throughout the whole game. Uh, in the first, I think it happened in the first game. Joel promises Ellie that he'll teach her how to play guitar. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he, it's Ellie's birthday and he, it's not in current time. It's a little bit in the past. There's a lot of flashbacks in this game kind of filling in the story as you go. Um, but he's teaching Ellie how to play guitar for the first time. And it's really cool. And he plays a song. Um, it is Future Days by um, Pearl Jam. And the significance of this song, I don't know if you guys have put any thought into it or just like how important this song is to this game. It's incredible. Um, and we'll go into it. I'll go into that detail more once we get through the whole story. But like, keep in mind, Future Days is very important to this story. Um, so Joel, Joel plays future days, uh, by Pearl jam for Ellie. And she's like, Oh, that didn't suck. Um, (laughs) and it kind of is establishing this relationship. Um, this is before Ellie knows that Joel killed everyone and didn't let her die Mm -hmm. to save the world. Um, then you take control of Ellie. You're in Jackson. Uh, you're running around, you're going out kind of on a mission with, uh, this girl that Ellie has a crush on Dina and, um, the leader of the mission is Jesse, who's yep. Dina's ex-boyfriend, but is also friends with Ellie. So you're just a bunch of people, and they go on patrol around the town of Jackson just to make sure it stays safe. And then after that, you take control of Abby. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole thing we were explaining where Abby's just kind of uh, wandering around. She finds Jackson. She's like, I got to get there. There's some, like, we got to go find him. Uh, gets overwhelmed, and that's when Joel and um, Tommy show up and help out Abby. Uh, I'm just trying to get like the yeah. biggest beats because there's a lot of like in between stuff. So and Ellie we learns from Jesse, Joel, and Tommy haven't they're not at their post. We got to find them and then yeah. So uh, there's a moment with Dina and uh, yeah, Ellie. They find a uh, like a weed stash. <laughs> yeah. Like this guy who is growing Eugene. his yeah this crazy guy old guy Eugene who's like he's from the 70s super hippie. He uh, hid away off away from the town. He's been like growing weed and it's like really into it. So they find his stash. They get really high. And um, Dina, it's alluded that Dina kissed Ellie uh, at a dance the night before. Uh, and we all saw the trailers. <laughs> yeah, Ellie has a crush on Dina. So this is when they become like a thing. Yeah. Uh, they hook up uh, in this basement. And that's when Jesse kind of barrels in and is like, hey. Joel and yeah. um, I keep forgetting his Tommy. name. Tommy. Joel and Tommy <laughs> didn't get to their post. Hey, we got to go find them. Is Eugene's place the place where you find the stack of pornos too? Yeah, yeah, including Smash Brandy's cooch. Yeah, which is oh, amazing, man. Yeah, apparently they ad libbed all sorts of different crazy like porn names for that, really? and <laughs> it, apparently it's very very funny. I don't know if it's on the internet somewhere. That'd be amazing. But the idea of there's also them ad libbing. Uh, there was a deleted scene I was listening to. I don't know what it was i was listening to a podcast and they were talking to neil Druckmann or something i think mm-hmm. um but they were ad-libbing a bunch of scenes of them watching porn together and <laughs> but like porn the way it portrays women is they're hairless and they have all this makeup and yeah. and it's just very unreal and especially in a post-apocalyptic world where people don't give a shit about that and they're not maintaining themselves like that 
It's just like them randling about how confused they are that these people look like this and like why do they look so alien and weird? It's just a, <laughs> it's a crazy concept to think about uh, yeah, yeah. in a world where you're just fighting for survival every day. What like porn would be like for those yeah. people? But uh, yeah, so Ellie goes out searching for Joel and Tommy. Um, gets lost in the snowstorm. Blah blah blah. Oh, yeah. That's right. They go out searching for it. Uh, they get stuck in the weed place because they get trapped in the snowstorm yeah. and they find uh, Eugene's weed stash. Um, after that is when uh, Ellie ends up finding um, where uh, – so, yeah, the whole thing we were talking about with, sorry, Joel and Tommy and Abby, yeah. and they go back to Abby's people. She blows off his kneecap. Turns out Joel's the one they were looking for. Um, and so – Ellie finds them, sneaks into the – it's like a, a ski lodge yeah. hotel yeah. that they're yeah. staying at. Sneaks in there, um, gets caught, and then Abby beats Joel to death with a golf club in front of Ellie. Yeah, uh, And that's like – she snaps in that moment. Um, they let Tommy and Ellie live. They go back to Jackson and are basically like, hey, we have to go kill these fuckers. Um, they find out that they're in Seattle. So Ellie is now on a mission. Uh, actually, Tommy leaves beforehand, and Tommy's wife is like, "Hey, you need to go fucking find Tommy and bring him back here." Because, god damn it. Um, but so yeah, now Ellie is going on this journey to get revenge on this girl Abby for killing Joel, who's her father figure. Um, and we don't know why Abby came and did this, but yeah, she just came all the way. She tracked across the country. Yeah. Cause Seattle, Washington, the top left of the United States. They were in, is Jackson in Wyoming? Wyoming. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so it's a couple States over for them. Uh, I, for some reason I thought they were still in Boston, but that's where the first game starts. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jesus, that's far. Um, so yeah. Um, basically the next section of the game takes place over three days. Uh, see, they call it Seattle Day One, Seattle Day Two, Seattle Day Three, and it's Ellie's journey in Seattle of trying to get to Abby. Uh, what ends up happening here is, uh, let's see, what happens on Day One? Um, it's basically the Assassin's Creed section. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is there's like an open world section. It's just kind of a lot of bopping around. Dina's with you. You guys kind of go to a bunch of different places. You're just yeah, getting clues about where Abby stuff, is. Yeah. Uh, the day ends in a theater. And you find out that Dina's pregnant. Uh, so at this point, Ellie's like, "Shit, we have to. I, we have to find Tommy, and we have to like go back." And Ellie is at this point kind of, she's torn between continuing her thing and helping Dina get back. Um, then uh, the next thing we see is day two. Uh, what's his face shows up? Jesse, Jesse, um, who was who Dina's ex boyfriend, Ellie's friend, bamboozled me. Yeah, so in the trailers, there's that scene of uh, Ellie getting someone, like, grabbing her from behind, and it's Joel, and he says, oh, you didn't think I'd let you do this alone. So, and in the trailers, it made you think, oh, Joel's going to be in this game and help us out as Ellie. And then uh, during the actual game, that scene still happens, but it's Jesse instead of Joel. So they they got you. <laughs> they they, they for a got, got, got. Um, it's not even a word. Um, so yeah, in this one you are um what do you do on this day? You run into the Seraphites for the hospital. first time. You go to the hospital, that's right. Um 
And yes. What yeah. What's the point of going to the hospital? Why was it? Find Nora. Yeah, you find. Yes. Nora. So yeah, this is why I said it's the Assassin's Creed section. Is because in she the, has a hit list. Yeah, there's like a bunch of photos of people, and they gather information and find that find out that some girl named Nora is in the hospital, and that's where they go. Yeah. So um, she Ellie goes to the hospital to kill this girl Nora and get more information about where Abby is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she makes her talk. She kills her brutally. Kind of like tortures her. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, implied. it's implied. Yeah, yeah. and Ellie mm-hmm. goes back to the the theater where Dina is and says, uh, "I made her talk," and she starts. Ev- Ellie is crying. devastated. Yeah, yeah. so like she didn't want to do that, but like she went into this primal state of like rage, and basically she started emulating what Joel would do in that situation. Yeah, um, which is very interesting. Um, from there, Ellie day three. You go to the aquarium with you're here. Oh, Abby's at this aquarium. We have to go to the aquarium. So you go to the aquarium. Um, two of Abby's friends who were there when Joel was killed are there. Possibly the most important of Abby's friends. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is Owen and Mel. Uh, Owen and Mel. Mel. Uh, who, who are dating. Uh, Abby who not, was Ab- revealed in the first Abby section is pregnant. Yes. You Well, it's not revealed. You find out here. No. No. no it's you revealed. Find out, you find out Owen tells her. Owen, yeah. And like. The, well, while, while you're on your well, walk, yeah. when Owen and Abby are hiking, and that's why in the very beginning of the game yeah. they said yeah. that yeah. Owen, oh, Owen was like, says, "Mel's pregnant." Mel's pregnant, and Abby's and Abby's like, like, "Like I can't deal with this," and then she storms off, and oh. that's why she's alone. I didn't remember that. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> I entirely forgot about it. So, anyways, Ellie kills both of them, trying to find out where <laughs> yeah. Abby is. Ellie finds out, uh, like uh, Mel's um, wearing like a coat, and then yeah, when yeah. when Ellie kills her, her coat kind of opens up, and you see that she's pregnant, and Ellie just starts puking and freaking. Yeah. Uh, she's just like, "Oh my." fucking god i just killed a pregnant woman and like the whole game is this ellie's like descent into making worse and worse decision decisions because she has like the sunk foul sunk cost fallacy at this point of i'm so far in i have yeah. to i can't turn back now no matter what um uh so after that tommy ends up showing up with uh yeah, jesse and they she they grab ellie and they go back to the theater and they decide okay we're we're done here we killed most of these people already. Um, Dina's pregnant. We have to get her back. Yeah. Um, uh, so, and then when that happens, Tommy goes off to do something. You hear kind of a commotion. You walk through a door in the theater. Uh, Jesse walks in right behind you. Abby's standing there with a gun to uh, Tommy's head. She Abby found Ellie. Yeah. Uh, Jesse runs through the door. Abby blows Jesse's head off. Right he's, there, he's dead. Dead in a second. Um, and then baby daddy. No more. And then there's just this kind of the standoff, and then the game cuts. Yeah. And we go to a flashback, and it's Abby when she was a teenager, and this is a fucking. This is where it's kind of like an oh shit, and this is where you start to be like, Abby isn't the bad guy. In this flashback, you find out that Abby's dad was the doctor who was going to operate on Ellie. In the hospital uh, to create the cure. Uh, Jerry. That, that, that Joel, was his name Jerry? <laughs> Jerry, yeah. That Joel <laughs> shot in the face yeah. Uh, yeah. to save Ellie. Um, so then, yeah, you kind of have this revelation like, oh shit, Abby's, she killed Joel because Joel doomed humanity. And also murdered her father. Yeah, yeah. murdered her father, doomed humanity. Joel's a terrible person. Surprise. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I think that's part of the issue, similar to the Walter White thing, is people put Joel on this pedestal thinking he's a hero, but he's actually a terrible human being. He yeah. killed lots of people, has done a lot of terrible things before the first game. Maybe says something about those people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after Sick this Rick. after this uh, flashback, 
you now do Seattle day one, two, and three as Abby. And you go through those same three days. Uh, it just starts out with um, what is, she's just kind of on a perimeter check with a couple of her friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't think we mentioned it. She lives with the Washington Liberation yeah, Front. She's part of yeah, this giant, wolves. like, thousand-person liberation front in Seattle that is at war with another group in in seattle yeah yeah. they're more of a like a religious cult they call themselves the seraphites their nicknames are scars because as a coming of age thing they cut their faces um they worship someone they refer to as like the great mother or something like that yeah Yeah. um she will protect us maria i think her name maria is tommy's wife no maria is tommy's wife um so yeah um basically we spend the next three days uh, going to all these locations that Ab or Ellie went to and talking to these people before they all get murdered by Ellie. So you talk to Nora, you talk to um, the hotline Miami I wanna, girl. I, I want to keep calling <laughs> him Colin. What's uh Manny? No, uh Isaac? No, the guy in the boat. Owen? Yeah, I don't want to call him Colin. <laughs> <Owen>. <laughs> you talk to Owen and stuff. Um, uh, I feel like this, and this is part of where the story is like. It, the pacing starts to hurt because, like, this doing all this stuff as Abby is important to like Abby and know and her I motives. Appreciate it from a storytelling perspective. Oh, yeah. But, like, even now, recapping what Abby does isn't interesting. You just have to do it to like Abby as a person. It's just showing that she's a good person, you know? I, I don't. I don't like. I, I'm, and I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think it shows at all that she's a good person. It's, it's yeah, she's not a good person. Into it's who who are her character. Yes, and why she made these decisions. Yeah, it and shows it's, why she's justified. Yes, I I, I, I definitely I'm supposed to justify her. I think it's just supposed to like humanize it, her. Yes, right. <laughs> it shows or show things from her perspective. These at least. three days at, as Abby shows why she did what she did and why she thinks what she did is right. Yeah. Um. And it makes it so it takes her from just being the the absolute villain and making her on complete equal ground with Ellie. Whereas these people are both doing terrible things, but they think it's right for whatever right. reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thank you for correcting me there because you are correct. Um, but I think my point still sticks where the actual stuff that you're doing in these three, three days isn't that interesting. It's more so just giving you insight as to her as a person. I know one of my big complaints is that the gameplay sections are just too long for for where you are in the game. Yes, and I think it like it's because of that big reveal, you know, an hour before where we run into like we're left on this cliffhanger and then we have to go do this stuff and it's like the gameplay feels it's like I I want to rush through the gameplay because I want to get back to that moment. Yeah. Exactly, and. I think from a pacing perspective, they should have maybe made Abby's section a little shorter. I agree, but the, I mean, Me there too. are there are some gameplay uh, parts that like are are as long as they need to be for her, um, and I, we haven't gotten to that point. But, but like the beginning section with Manny, and you're like f- doing that patrol, like mm-hmm. that didn't need to be that long. Yeah, like we could have gotten through that a little quicker. So I think all the stuff. So when she goes and checks in with all of the characters that Ellie inevitably kills, so when she yeah. checks in with Nora, that felt way too long because I already know about it. Like the first time she thought to the hospital, I thought she was going to get there and Nora was going to be dead. And it was, I thought what was going to happen is it was going to be Abby going from like finding Nora dead to finding uh, someone, Manny dead to finding right. uh, Owen and Mel people. dead. Yeah. And like 
just hitting the points like just behind Ellie the whole time. Yeah. Right. Uh, exactly and that's not what it a little ahead. Yeah, she's <laughs> ahead of Ellie, which made it less interesting because I know what's going to happen and we're just kind of along for the ride at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um but uh so the stuff that is really interesting with Ellie is her relationship with Lev and Yara, who are two Sarah. Not Ellie. Sorry. <laughs> the thing that makes Abby interesting is her relationship with Lev and Yara, who are two Seraphite children who kind of defect because uh, they didn't really want to practice uh, what they were doing. They believed that the teachings of the mother uh, weren't being followed anymore, and they were kind of being warped, <laughs> kind of like modern religion. Uh, the original message is being warped to kind of uh, have their own agenda and kind of kill people and take over land. Um, I thought it was just because Lev is trans. It's both. So that Lev too. Lev shaves his head, uh, right. which isn't allowed because Lev was born a girl, and they, as this religious yeah. cult, they refuse to recognize that he wants to be identified as a male, and so they defect because they know they'll just be killed. I, I think Yara is more on the, like, you know, like things aren't really all that great about our like our yeah. religion and everything whereas lev is really just like running away because they otherwise he'll get yeah, killed he made a yeah. decision and now has to run away and yara is like protecting him because she also believes that like sh he should have that right and, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that their ways aren't perfect and they should have some kind of reform whatever yes um so uh, this and this is where the interesting stuff with Abby starts happening because she starts to develop this relationship with these people who are have her been her sworn enemies. enemy yeah. for like probably over a decade at this point. Uh, people she's been like killed hundreds of. Yes, yeah. uh, the Seraphites and the Washington Liberation Front, nicknamed uh, Scars and Wolves respectively, yeah. have been at war for a very very long time. So when Abby stumbles upon these kids. Because Abby, actually, what happens is Abby gets kidnapped by yeah. the Scars, is being hung, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, Lev and Yara come and save her. Yeah. And then from there, uh, Yara gets hurt, Abby helps her, Abby leaves, and then the next day just goes, oh, shit, I have to go back for those kids. Um, Lev is probably, what, 12, 13? Yeah, something like, something like that. Uh, and then um, Yara is probably, probably 14 or 15. Yeah. I would put her probably like 16-ish, um, yeah. somewhere in that range. But um, So, yeah, they're, they're young. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Abby feels the need to go back and save them. She does. Uh, Yara's in real bad shape, so she takes – Yeah, they straight up shatter her arm with a hammer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they go back um, – they're going to go get medicine and yeah, they kind of, it goes, seems to just be more fetch quest type things. And like, yeah, Abby at this is the point more so where Abby's just bouncing around and you know what Ellie is doing and you're just yeah, watching like, her somehow avoid everything that Ellie's doing. Yeah. Abby's like events and journey are so far removed from anything Ellie is doing that it, it almost felt like it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Like I almost, felt, but but, like, the stuff with Levin Yara is still, like, compelling. It's interesting yeah. and cool, and it gives you insight at, uh, as to Abby as a character. But when we went back to Seattle day one as Abby, I felt like it was going to – we were going to see the stories of Ellie and Abby interweave over yes. those three days. Yeah. they don't. But they really? don't at all, so not until the very end. Yeah, yeah, literally the moment when you when Abby shows up for Ellie is the moment when yeah. they intertwine. Yeah. Right. Abby goes to – does she find – 
Mel in Owen's bodies? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So day three, yeah, she finds the o- the very first time their stories intersect is, yeah, she goes to the aquarium to talk to Owen about something yeah. and finds Owen and Mel's bodies there. Um, kind of important. This whole time, um, Owen is talking about, like, people, the fireflies yeah. reforming. which Because is the, Abby and Owen and Mel are all former fireflies. They were original fireflies, uh, which is the group from the first game that was – They've always been perceived to be the good people in this world who are trying to make a cure. They're trying to make a cure. They want to help everyone. They're just trying to do what's best for humanity. Uh, And so I think they are what the the good in the world is supposed to be. And players of the first game see Fireflies as bad people because I'm playing Joel. They're doing something against Joel. Joel has to kill them all. Fireflies are bad. And that's not really what they stand for. But they also in this game, like give some insight onto how the fireflies did things and they it also shows that like they're actually they weren't that good they were looking for a cure but it was only because like i think like it was because like they had the doctor that could do it yeah. kind of thing i don't know there there are a couple times where uh i feel like they mention um like how the fi- the like you find like writings of the fireflies mm-hmm. and it talks about it's like they compare the beginning of um, how the, the the wolves started with kind of like the, the things you hear about the fireflies doing in uh, the the first game in Boston, like how they were like attacking checkpoints from the military. So like in Boston, in the beginning, you know, like the military is kind of portrayed as kind of the bad guys and the fireflies are the good guys. And in the writings, yeah, you, that you see find, hear stuff about the Fedra. Kinda, yeah. yeah, the Fedra, the, the military were the bad guys here in Seattle, too. And these wolves. So like, there's some contrasts that, yeah. like, I organized think, groups might not all be the best. Yeah, I think <laughs> the idea, though, is that the greater goal of the Fireflies right, was, were was, like, a very... The most just. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, uh, Owen is hearing rumblings of the Fireflies reforming somewhere in California, yep. Santa Barbara specifically. Mm-hmm. Um. And like he's planning on leaving the the Washington Liberation Front and going down there, and he's urging Abby, join me, join me, come with yeah. me, come with Mel and I. We're gonna go do this. We're gonna yeah, go basically find the, the whole bus. reason that Abby is even on a journey to begin with is because Owen kind of went rogue. Yeah, and she had to, she was going to find him because Abby. I don't know if we mentioned Abby and Owen are former romantic partners. They are former romantic. Yeah, they yeah. they have a sex scene in this. Oh uh, yeah, which is very uh, jarring. T- titties are shown. <laughs> titties are shown indeed. Um, slight tip. So um. We, uh, sorry, my train of thought was just thrown off. Um, how weird do you think it is as a, from a, like, that they showed Abby's boobs but not Ellie? I don't think it's weird at all. I think it would have been weird because we saw Ellie as a 14-year-old, I think. And that's that's yeah, my yeah. point, basically. Abby, Abby's also, I think, a little bit older. I think she's older than Ellie. Ellie. Is she? Ellie's um, yeah. 19 yeah. at the beginning of this game. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, think I think Abby's in her early 20s, 20s yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. I guess, I guess weird was the wrong word to, <laughs> to put there. So, um, basically, Abby Day 3, uh, she finds uh, Mel and Owen dead. While on this quest to get medicine for uh, Levin Yara and goes, finds out uh, there's like a Ellie dropped a map when she mm-hmm. killed them. So she knows, uh, Abby knows that they're at the theater. Cut to that scene. Uh, she sneaks into the theater when she has, uh, now I want to call him Terry. Lev. Tommy. Tommy. She has Tommy at gunpoint. You're oh, close. 
Yara died at this point, right? Yara, Yara, Yara died on the she, island. You missed a lot of. <laughs> yeah, the I thing mean, is, none of it's imp- like important to the overall yeah. story, but important, import, like kind of important to Lev and Yara's yeah. story. Yeah, and the, the wolves, the wolves, in like go to the Seraphite. Yeah, island. Yeah, they go to the Seraphite yeah. Island, which is underneath the Space Needle. Um, mm-hmm. and there's a big battle. Yeah, there's a big war between the two. Everyone's dying, but there's a very important line here where, uh, uh. Like we see wolves killing Seraphites and vice versa, and Lev goes, "Those are your people," and she yeah. grabs Lev and goes, "Lev, you're my people." Yeah, and she's basically in that moment stating, "I don't give a fuck about the WLF. I don't care about the Seraphites. I care about you because you are a good person, and I don't want to be part of these big organizations." And that's why yeah. she kind of that's the moment where she's like, "I need to take Lev, who's a good person, get us out of here and go find the Fireflies." That's yeah. when she has that moment. Um. And then, yeah, so she goes to Owen because she wants to go to the Fireflies. They're dead. They And Abby goes to the theater. That whole scene happens. How this plays out, uh, Jesse is dead. Um, she Tommy. Tommy, I think, in the face. but I thought Tom, I thought she shot, shot Tommy in the head. I yeah, think she like, shoots Tommy somewhere. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, Tommy's still alive later on in the game. <laughs> no, I think it must have been in the head or something because he has, like, he a, has like, like, a, a weird, lag on his Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, He's also got a limp too. And then, uh, so, like nerve damage, something probably. Like she huh. runs off into Ellie. Runs off into the back, yeah, uh, because that's where Dina is, and Dina's pregnant. She wants to go protect Dina. And you are playing as Ellie, and it's very Abby, similar. Abby. Sorry, you are playing as Abby. Their <laughs> names are the fact that it ends in E, and they're like two. It, they're close. Uh, so you're playing as Abby. And it's very similar to the boss fight in the first game where you're fighting against David. Yeah. And you have to sneak yeah. around and you have to. So you're playing as Abby and Ellie has all of her guns and whatnot. And Abby has nothing. And you have to sneak up on Abby on Ellie. It's a big maze. And you have to beat the crap out of her. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so jarring to play as Abby after having everything that you did with Ellie in the first game and everything you did with Ellie in the first half of this game so far to play as Abby and fight against Ellie felt so strange. Um, it, but it definitely works in making oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. It does a really good job. Um, the, I don't know about you guys, but the first time I did, I let Ellie kill Abby yeah. because I was just like, I could have this just be the cannon <laughs> in my head. <laughs> this like is my I want head. Ellie. This to is succeed. my head cannon. Um, but really, Yes, but only because I have so much more attachment to Ellie than Abby, just like amount wise. And mm-hmm. but I did that like the ones like I just wa- part of me just wanted to see what would happen. Yeah. Um. But I kind of knew it was just gonna go to the game over screen. Okay. And make me do it yeah. again. Um. Yeah. So this is where we differ. I am on I'm on Abby's side. Full Abby's side. I'm full Abby. Ooh. See, I'm not full anyone. Um. But I mean, I, I, in, a, I mean, in a broader in a broader scope, I agree with that. But in between the two of them, I am on Abby's side. <sighs> I I haven't put the thought into it just because I don't know. I yeah, I think I'm too equal on them. I yeah, think yeah it's like, they, this game different. does such an amazing job at putting them on the most equal plane possible on the terrible things that they've done right. for mm-hmm. the reasons that they think is right. That I I I don't but know. I think I think over the course of the game, Abby shows more. Uh, like good in her character in general, whereas Ellie is ruthless. I think Abby has the turn to good because, like, if you line up their stories, Abby's big evil moment is at the start of this game. Yeah, and then we see her like her progression towards not being that terrible person anymore going forward. Whereas Ellie's terrible moment is in the later end of the game. We don't see Ellie's journey 
towards not being that terrible person anymore. That's where the game leans off. So well, I, it makes you want to like Abby more because Abby's on her path to redemption, whereas Ellie is still spiraling out of control. Well, here's the thing: is we don't we don't necessarily know that Abby was a terrible person and did terrible things before she killed Joel. Oh no, we do know. Do we? They talk about it many times how she's like the top murderer. Oh well, I didn't like, fucking pay attention. A ton of scars. <laughs> yeah. Abby is a. Ter- they literally tell her. Mel tells her. You are a awful person. Yeah, it's like you are a piece like, of shit. Yeah. She, oh, she's see, I read like, that. Yeah. I read that as more of like a of an interpersonal thing between she, the two. She of them. has sex with Owen while like even though she. But that's knows not even she, why. But that's that's part of like yeah, her being that, a terrible yeah, person. Right, right. Yeah, Abby's not a good person either. No. Yeah. Okay. So I misread some things. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I still like like you said. She's you still get to see her redemption. You know, and like she I, doesn't have redemption. You see her working towards her redemption. Yeah. yeah. Um. Whereas, yeah. And I think if they ever made a Last of Us Part Three, we would start to see Ellie's redemption. Uh. But who knows? We're not there. Um. Anyways, so yeah. Um. Ha- this ends with um. They confront. Uh. Abby beats the shit out of Ellie. Yeah. And is about to kill Ellie, and Lev shows up because Lev's with her the whole time and says, "Abby, don't." Well, she was. About she had a knife to Dina's Dina's throat. Throat. Oh, that's. Abby, oh my God, you're right. Yeah, I forgot about that. She's she's about to kill Dina, and Ellie goes, "No, don't." She's pregnant, and Abby goes, and this is a, another reason why Abby's a fucking terrible person. She said, "Good." Ooh. But. And her, then Lev steps in. The, yeah, like and, and Lev no. and Lev is like, Lev is to this game as Ellie was to the first game, like yeah. innocent, innocent, yeah. like the light that like is kind of guiding people to try to do the right thing. Um. So then, yeah, uh, Lev walks in, says, Abby, don't. Abby drops the knife, says, don't let me ever see your fucking face again, and leaves. And then, like, this is the part where a lot of people thought the game was going to end. Yeah. Um, take a quick break. I got to pee really bad. Okay, yeah. Oh uh, I also have to pee really bad. All right, we're going to take another break, and we'll come back, and we'll give you the final fifth of this game and what happens yeah. in it, and then we'll go into some more specific things after that. So, yeah, we'll be back shortly. Okay, we are back from our uh, emergency <laughs> potty break. Um, all right, so now we can get into the last one fifth of this game yeah. of us. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to the game. Um, <laughs> so uh, after Abby tells Ellie, "I never want to see your face again," uh, cut to a good chunk of time in the future, maybe like a year or something. Uh, we're like never, we're not exact. Or so. Yeah. Uh, we are on a farm, and there's just a single house and um, a lot of grain growing out in front and veggies and whatnot. Some sheep. And we see Ellie, and we take control of Ellie, and she has a baby. And that baby's name is JJ. She calls him Potato. It's <laughs> cute. And this is Dina and uh, Jesse's baby. Uh, and she's being like a mom to this child, and she's living with Dina, and she's living a very happy life on this farm. Um, and I think this is a big part of the game. And this is what you, Andrew and Derek, you guys were talking about earlier, where you were like, I did. I wish this didn't happen, and not because it wasn't well told. It's just you have to think to yourself, what the fuck, yeah. Ellie? So what ends up happening is uh, she, Ellie's herding sheep uh, or uh, rounding up sheep into a barn. She goes and she has a severe PTSD um moment and she freaks out and she sees joel dying or being 
uh, beaten to death or dead. And she's just holding the baby and she's just screaming and she doesn't realize that she's doing it. It's just this very traumatic right, experience right. for her. Um, the Then later she gets up in the middle of the night and starts walking around, walks up to her guitar, plays it a little bit. And then she kind of starts to get her stuff together and you realize, oh, sh- um, Oh wait, well, I'm missing. Yeah, yeah. I'm missing that, a big part. That Tommy comes in. Yes, yeah. that is so. Before the PTSD happens, um, she Tommy comes and it's after the uh, PTSD. no, it, it was is after it, the PTSD is, before yeah. she go before she decides to go out. Yeah. Okay, Tom, Tommy comes in. Yeah, you, you guys definitely finished sooner than me, so I trust you on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Tommy comes in, uh, and it just seems like he's just checking on them. Hey, how you guys doing? But he goes, he takes out a map and says. We heard uh, stories about a bald boy and a very strong blonde girl in Santa Barbara, California. We have to go get him. It's them. And Ellie's just like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No, fuck you. Uh, And then Dina gets really heated that Tommy would even come and mention this. Uh, We assume that they're somewhere near Jackson. Yeah. Not obviously not a part of Jackson. They're off doing their own thing, but they're somewhere near Jackson. Um, and then we see a really ugly side of Tommy where he's like, how fucking dare you not yeah. do this? You promised, you promised that we would kill her cause she killed Joel. And like, you see this really gross side of Tommy and it really makes you think, cause up until this point, Tommy has never done anything wrong. You're like, oh yeah, Tommy's, Tommy's always been a really good stand up guy. You, you just know the stories that Joel of him and his past. Yeah. Like yeah. him and Oops. Tommy had a questionable past. Yeah, but like you really see him being an active piece yeah. of shit here, because uh, and you, you as the player character. are very angry at him because yeah. it's like, don't you dare take this away from Ellie. Um, but yeah, middle of the night comes. Ellie gets up. She's like kind of shuffling around the house. You can definitely tell she's distressed, and then she starts to pack a bag and she's gonna leave. And Dina sees her, finds her in the kitchen, and basically says, "Don't leave. Do not give this up, because I'm not gonna fucking stay if you leave." Uh, and Ellie just goes, "I have to." And Ellie leaves. She leaves behind her girlfriend. She leaves behind uh, her like adopted kid. This very nice life that they have on this farm. And she leaves it behind to try to go and settle the score with Abby. And as players, I'm pretty sure we all just felt like, what the fuck, Ellie? Why are you doing this? You are ruining your life. Um, and it's hard because... It, like. It's the game is telling us a story. We don't have a say in what Ellie does in this moment, and we like no one wants to see her go, but she does, and it's it's painful. And I think they do a very good job of making you feel this. I, I guess when you try to look at it like through Ellie's perspective, or at least think like in Ellie's perspective, like like why she's doing this in the first place, like you kind of you kind of get why she's doing this, like. Right. Like, and and she, they say and they say like oh she can't sleep. Yeah, like, she is, says like, it. She's like I can't sleep. I can't like, eat. It's controlling her life knowing that Joel is dead and Abby is still out there alive. It is like all she can think about. It is ruining her right. life. So in her mind it's basically there's no we'll fix it. Yeah, there's yeah. no point in living while this it's like we could try to mask this but like for how long? Like, exactly. Yeah. Um so Ellie leaves. She goes um I she doesn't go get Tommy. She just leaves on her own. Uh, cut two. We are now back in control of Abby, and Lev is with us. And Abby's looking for clues about the fireflies. She finds an old firefly uh, base yeah. and gets in touch with people through a radio. They say we're in uh, what's the name of the uh, where they're uh, supposed to be? I can't, Casa- Santa Cruz, Pasadena. 
Is it? No, Pasadena was the road. I can't remember. It's uh, Catalina. Catalina. Catalina Island. Yes. So <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're the Fireflies. We're out in Catalina. Come join us. Um, the wine mixer. They leave the the place where they were, Abby and Lev, and they get kidnapped by slavers. You basically yeah. find out that these guys, yeah. they run their own slave yeah, trade a, thing. Another organized Snakes group. Oh, they were the, yeah. rattlers. the Rattlers. The Rattlers. Yeah. Rattlers. The Rattlers, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cut back to Ellie, and this last fifth of the game is basically Ellie tracing Abby's footsteps yeah. and going to find Abby. You go through uh, and you kill all of the slavers, <laughs> you or you run into two of them, tell them where yeah, their yeah. base is. She kills them. She does the classic Joel thing. Um, and then she goes on and goes through the entire base of the slavers, and you get to the very end. You get to the shore of a beach, and the... The opening menu to this game is just a boat. Yeah. And it's nighttime and it's overcast and it's very dark and it's just floating on the water. And you walk up and there are people basically hanging like they're crucified. crucified. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on a beach. And you're looking through all these people and sure enough, one of them is Abby. And Ellie cuts her down uh, and then lets her go cut down Lev. And Abby goes, the boats are this way. And uh, the slavers shaved Abby's head. So she's like hard to recognize at first because she just has a buzz cut. Um, and they start walking towards the boats. There's two boats there. Abby and Lev get in one. Ellie's going to get in the other. And they're just going to leave and go their separate ways. And at this moment, I was like, I could see this be the resolution. Like Abby, Ellie goes out, saves Abby and realizes this isn't worth the fight. Yeah. But no, this game keeps fucking throwing the punches of Ellie just making terrible choice after terrible choice. She really wants to drive home that she wants this revenge. And like she, she wants to she, kill Abby. She says, we're going to fight right now. And Abby's just, I'm not going to fight you. And Ellie takes out a knife and puts it to Lev's throat and says, we're going to fucking fight. And Abby says, okay. And you have this very brutal, very visceral fist fight with yeah, Abby and Ellie. And it's, right. it's brutal. And you just feel they are both weak and feeble in this moment. And, are at the end of their rope. They like are just hanging on barely. Especially Abby was just prob- presumably tortured and starved for however knows yeah. how yeah, long they were you captured. Yeah, you see that she's a, a lot less defined and she's like a little skinnier. Well, the whole crucifixion thing is like a severe form of torture. Mm-hmm. I learned about. Um, l- learned about from Jesus this game. Yeah, from Jesus. <laughs> Jesus himself. Um, no, but apparently I learned from listening to other podcasts and, and things that, that it's basically like you're not crucifying them. You're just letting them, leaving them to the waves, basically. Yeah. 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 And the waves like, yeah, it's. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're having this very brutal fist fight and you can just tell neither of them. Abby doesn't want to be doing it, but she. Yeah, like you could see it in her face. Like she she's like got this kind of like worried or like like kind of like pushed off expression where like she doesn't really want to do this but like she like if she doesn't go through with this like lev could die yeah abby has no choice for her survival right yeah Yeah. she has no choice because ellie has the power in that position uh basically go back and forth with this fight ellie gets uh, a power position on abby and is basically drowning her abby does not abby who in any other circumstance would be able to easily overpower ellie uh just doesn't have it in her anymore and ellie is drowning her and then Something clicks and she lets go, and Abby gets up. And there's a flashback to Joel again. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. This is the flashback to Joel, but in this flashback, Joel's just sitting there with the guitar, and he's just and it's almost like Ellie has come 
to peace or comes to terms with what has happened. She's no longer seeing her flashbacks of Joel are no longer Joel dead and like getting his skull crushed. It's a happy thought. And this is the first happy thought she's had of Joel in a very long time. Are you sure it's that though? Isn't this the flashback where he says, I would do it all again. That's at the end of the game. No, this one I think was she the just one sees where like, it, just, yeah. that it shows what she's seeing in her head, and she's oh, okay. just seeing Joel sitting there oh, because okay. the flashback is just for us as the players. It's not right, right. Abby doesn't or Ellie doesn't see that. Oh, okay. um, so she sees that flashback of Joel, kind of like has this resolution. Oh, not to mention Abby bit off two of Ellie's fingers. Yeah, it's uh Guitar her left hand fingers. It's her left hand, her pinky, and her ring finger. Yeah. Uh, bit him right off. <sighs> um, but no. a- Abby just or Ellie just lets Abby go. She gets in the boat. Abby gets in the boat, drives away with Lev. Um, and Ellie just sit there crying and fades out. Uh, we see um, we go back to the farm yep. and Ellie's there and it's, it starts zoomed in on the fact that she's missing those two fingers. And she goes back to the farm. Just, well, hopefully go see Dina. She goes in the house empty. Everything's gone mm-hmm. uh, except for she goes up in the room where all of her stuff was that we saw before. And all of her stuff has been put in this one single room, basically signaling that Dina's saying, I'm fucking done with you. You chose to go do this revenge quest uh, and see it through. I don't have room for that in my life. Um, presumably, we assume Dina went back to Jackson, probably. They never really said. But, uh, and then this. So remember how I was talking about Future Days, yeah. the Pearl Jam song? Mm-hmm. This is important. So I don't know if you listen. The, the game starts with Joel playing Future Days, teaching it to Ellie. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the whole game, Ellie finds guitars and plays ball some different songs. But every time she picks up a guitar. Like Take On Me. She plays <laughs> Take On Me by AHA. It's amazing. It was great. But every time she picks up the guitar, she plays the opening riff to Future yeah. Days, which yeah. is her and Joel's song, basically. Do you? Uh, Andrew just picked up a <laughs> can of beer that says AHA it's on it. Seltzer. Seltzer, <laughs> seltzer beer. Um, so I don't know how sparkling, cl- sparkling water. I don't know how closely sponsored by uh-huh. you mm-hmm. listen to the lyrics of Future Days. Um, Joel sings the entire first verse, yeah. and uh, I'm going to read the lyrics to you of this first verse because they are very relevant to this game, um, and it's it's very cool to see how they picked this one song that can fit the entire theme of the game and bring it up throughout the entire game, and how the game ends uh, is crazy so um the lyrics go if i were ever if i ever were to lose you i would surely lose myself everything i have found here i have found by my i've not found by myself try and sometimes you'll succeed to make this man of me all of my stolen missing parts i've no need for anymore i believe and i believe because i can see our future days days of you and me even just those first two lines, oh, yeah. Yeah. if I ever were to lose you, I would surely lose myself. And that is what ha- that is what happened to Joel and like what caused Joel to do what he did at the end of the first game because yeah. he knew if he lost Ellie, mm-hmm. he would lose himself. And that is exactly what happens to Ellie in this game. She loses Joel yeah. and she lost who she was as a person and was completely consumed by this revenge. Mm-hmm. And what did it cost Ellie? absolutely everything she doesn't have dina anymore she doesn't have joel all the people who died during this quest she doesn't have any of them she didn't get she didn't kill abby because she realized in the end like it wasn't what it wasn't worth it It wasn't what she wanted but the biggest kicker in how this game ends is she tries to pick up her guitar missing two of her fingers and tries to play the opening verse to the song 
and she just can't because yeah. she's missing two of those fingers and they're very important to playing the song and that's just such a like a, a like period on the end of the statement that this game is saying like it cost her absolutely everything she can't even play the song that was like her special connection with joel uh and the fact that that song is what the song is itself is saying is like hey you we took away the most important person in your life and you couldn't handle it uh and i don't know and that's where the game is we see a flashback uh is the flashback after this yeah is the, i think the very before, last it's before the the last farm it's before scene. she goes back yeah, to the farm yeah. uh we see a flashback of um joel at the this barn dance where dina kissed ellie uh tried to defend her because the owner of the bar where it happened or whatever uh was um uh, kind of a bigot and he was like hey yeah. no none of that here because like you can very tell he's against lesbians he uh he uses the wire dyke uh, yeah. being yeah. very derogative towards so, yeah. uh, dina we see that scene we see before that the first farm i think yeah the first farm we farm. saw that earlier yeah. but yeah. it's important because this scene it's joel yeah. on the porch of his house and he's playing his guitar and ellie comes up and basically they have a conversation she says i like i can be my own person stop like babying me uh and then she goes on to say i can't forgive you for what you did to me like taking away my choice my life was going to have meaning and you took that away from me and joel says if god ever gave me the power to do like to be that in that moment again i would do the exact same thing and ellie says i cannot forgive you but i would like to try and like joel gets choked up and starts to cry yeah and ellie's just like i'll see you later okay and he goes yep and like, you can tell he's all yeah. really choked up. Mm-hmm. And it's implied earlier that uh, – because there is a cut scene where Ellie goes back to the hospital and yeah. finds out yeah. that, like what happened, that like Joel uh, killed everyone there. He tells her the truth. Um, and she's basically like, we're fucking done. I'm done with you. And it's implied that these interactions are the first interactions they've had since that. And this is going to be the beginning of them rebuilding their relationship together. And – the next thing that happens is Joel dies brutally in front of her. Yeah, the next day. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she literally doesn't get that chance. Yeah. She was about to start to rekindle and start to try to forgive Joel for what he did. And then she doesn't get the chance because he dies. Um, But yeah, the, the use of future days throughout the game and like what the song itself says and how it applies to Joel and Ellie and even Abby to some degree. It's like I thought that was like the perfect song choice and the way they utilize it throughout the yeah. game was just incredible. Uh, it made me it very, very excited. Symbolism. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then that's the whole story of the game. Ellie is left with absolutely nothing at the end of this game. And she has lost everything in her life that she liked. She can't play the guitar anymore. She doesn't have Dina. She doesn't have potato. She doesn't have Joel. She doesn't have, um, Jackson. She has nothing, literally nothing. And then we just kind of see her. She starts to kind of walk off and that's it. The game ends. So yeah, that's yeah. the entire story of the game. <laughs> uh, you're missing the one the, the oh, title man. screen at the beginning of the game changes. Once you once you beat the yeah. game, the title screen changes, and it is uh, that the, same boat, but it's in front of the Catalina Island. Catalina Casino. Islands, implying that Abby and Lev yeah. made it, and they found the fireflies. What that yeah. means, I don't know. Is it relevant to the Last of Us Part Three? Who knows? Are they going to make a Last of Us Part Three? Who knows? I feel like if they do, like. It like I think that last part especially like kind of builds up to the fact that they may like if they do do a third part that 
maybe like Abby and Lev would be at the forefront and they would kind of take the reins as like, you know, the Joel and Ellie type characters. Yeah. I could see if they, if they did a third game, they would finally, it would be like a resolution. I think Ellie would be like, I have nothing. I'm going to do everything in my power to get like, make my life mean something and like get this, this disease cured. Um, that's where I think they would take it, but mm. there's no way of knowing because, like, who who would have yeah. guessed this is where the second game went? You know, this I would should have been the third game. Yeah, what do you yeah. think the second game should have been? I think the second game should have been uh, a story of like the of what we see in flashbacks. I don't, you know, I don't. I feel like with a with a town living in, like in the middle of a uh, infected world, like you can make kind of a conflict to have a little story, and the story should have been about. You know, Joel and Ellie building their relationship and then it being her finding out about uh, her finding out that it was all and and then the collapse of their relationship. And Mm -hmm. you could even I don't know how, but slipped in the story of Abby in there. Maybe introduce Abby. Maybe have that flashback of Abby be the last thing you do in this game. I I don't know. And then you start the next game as Abby. I don't know if I would. I feel like having Abby in a middle game would have taken away from the impact it has in this game. So I don't know if I would include Abby, Abby but I feel like you could have had a, a second game in the middle that built up this relationship of, of her and Joel, you know, more about Tommy, more about Dina, more about Jesse, and got us involved more with these characters so that in this second game, when all this shit happens, it's even more impactful. It's I forgot that Jesse died. Yeah. I, yeah. like... It was so abrupt. The beginning of that, uh, the farm part happens, and I'm like thinking, "Oh yeah, they've got a baby." And I'm like, "Wait, why does it? Oh yeah, it's not her yeah, baby. He it's got that shot guy in the head. that died <laughs> and is never like nothing." They like passively mention that, like, "Oh yeah, Jesse's parents love us, mm-hmm. you know, and are supportive of us because it's their grandchild." But like, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Th- there's little things like little thi- there's little things that the story would have been a little more impactful uh had there been this maybe little game in between um i know like the little flashback sequences are like super super impactful like the scene where um where she finds out that uh jo- Joel has been lying to you oh, is extremely so, emotionally powerful. If that was scene. like the climax of yeah, like if, you're saying a prequel right. or like a game between a game these between, two, like if that like that would have been huge. Uh, but we knew it was going to happen at some point. So would it be less impactful because like we're like that's where the first game l- landed, and if they just went right into that for the second game, would it be too obvious? I don't. I don't know. I I guess it, it like. In this, in the context of of the, of the current existing Last of Us Two in our in our universe, um, you don't know yet until a certain point in the game that Ellie knows, and so you're wondering how is Ellie going to find out? Is she going to find out from Abby? Mm-hmm. Is Abby going to reveal to Ellie that Joel like is going to be a change of heart there? And then it's like, revealed Tommy that it? <laughs> uh, Ellie already knows. I heard an interesting take on like what this game could have been. Like if you were playing as Abby in the beginning much longer and you befriend Joel and Tommy and then you go back to Jackson and you start doing mm-hmm. stuff in Jackson and then like there's a turning point where like I don't know how they do it like if if she didn't know Joel's name she just kind of knew about him in general and she found out 
that like that's who Joel was yeah. after building like this relationship with click. Joel, and then she kills Joel if after like building like that could have been really cool. Um, I it's it's easy to talk about like what right. if they it did could, this, yeah, what if they did that. Easy, um, very easy. I do think they what they did with the story is very cool, and they, they executed it very well, and it was exciting, and I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, and we all kind of agree that the pacing on it was off, particularly in Abby's part. Uh, yeah. We were saying off mic a bit, Derek, that uh, it felt like a lot of the stuff that she was doing wasn't super important and that yeah. they could have cut a lot of it out and interwoven it better with what Ellie was doing uh, and make it more exciting as opposed to just full on Abby doing her own thing. And then the stuff with Ellie only happens at the very end of the section with Abby. If yeah. there were hints or like you were onto the trail of Ellie throughout the game or Abby's section, it would have made it more interesting and fun to play. But I feel... On that same vein, they didn't want you – they wanted you to fully invest in Abby at that point. And if they had those small hints of Ellie throughout it, maybe it would still yeah. be like, oh, Ellie's out there, my girl, you know? Right, right. So, I don't know. It's it, tricky. It does remove – it. the game completely removes you from Ellie's storyline with Abby. And, I, you know, I don't – like, yeah, that seems like maybe it could be on purpose. Another thing I was thinking of uh, was what if we played Abby first and then Ellie? Did Abby's section first entirely? Yeah. Like, how would that – I mean, I, I did – I watched uh, or read an interview with Neil Druckmann that talked about, like, a lot of – like, this game went through a lot of playtesting because they had to get sequences correct mm-hmm. to make Make players, sure things were in the right order. Right. So, I like, maybe this was – maybe they tried that and it didn't work. And now – so, like, maybe this is what needed to be the order – like maybe the gameplay sequences were one of the things that didn't really come up like you know that like the 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 pacing of the second act didn't really come up as a thing and maybe it was more like oh i like this scene didn't really make me feel that way about abby so they had to add uh you know i mean one of the things that we talked about the technical aspect of this game the technical aspect of this game is what makes uh like the graphics the the lighting what makes the story even more impactful when you're uh, looking when Nor when yeah when Abby is not Abby when Ellie is torturing Nora and this you, you as the player are looking straight into Ellie's face and seeing the emotions in her face as she, you are pressing square and you you have to, to push the button yeah, to to beat the to shit torture out of yeah. this girl who like really has nothing to do <laughs> with anything just happened to be part of that group or whatever like it it makes that stuff more impactful yeah. Uh, that's where I think this game, what pushes it to that like next level of an extremely good game is it's finally the culmination of story and the technical aspects to build a beautiful looking game. Um, yeah. They take what they started to do with Uncharted 4 and it all just comes together right here. It's, it's a shame the story wasn't as perfect as Uncharted 4's story. Um, or the last of us part one or the last of us part one but you know what it's still like this game is going to be uh a remember no one's gonna forget about this game because the story was bad it's yeah. going to be remembered because like of what it is as a whole uh, it makes me think like I-, I drew a lot of comparisons in my head of this game to um rise of skywalker and oh how Rise of Skywalker is a complete mess and a very forgettable movie, and no one's gonna forget. No one's gonna remember that movie as mm-hmm. like you know. Th- people are always going to remember the original trilogy as uh, the definitive Star Wars. No one is going to say 
The Last of Us is the definitive Last of Us because this game is still like that good and that groundbreaking. It's, it's and truly important. A, a it's truly a part two. Right. Like these are meant to be played in full succession. Like it is one singular story still. Right. And like the people complaining about Joel dying at the beginning of this game, imagine it being instead of Joel dying at the beginning of this game, it's Joel dying in the middle of this story. Right. Right. Uh, that makes me excited for what they do with the TV show. Like yeah. watching this story and if I don't even know I think they're supposed to kind of do this similar story so I'm assuming we'll get even more lore out of it mm-hmm. and more information about characters it, it, so it'll be cool to see yeah what season does Joel die in is it mm-hmm. season three yeah you know is right. it season you know like what yeah, do they so. even do like do they just stop at the end of the first game and never make more do they even go into but they have to like we're just to. saying it's right. it's part but of the cohesive that's story that's how we get maybe these stories about the people like the people in Jackson and uh, they, there's a lot they can do with yeah. that that media format that's uh, that's one of the things is like could we really have done a whole story about Ellie and Joel's relationship growing in a video game what it like yeah it's uh, would yeah it, would have forcing gameplay made that story mean less you know that's it's like it's going to be very cool to see how it works as yeah. as a show i'm very very excited about to that. See that um okay does anyone have any like final thoughts they kind of want to wrap up on here i feel like we've talked a lot about it we went through just about the whole story what we really loved about it and where we thought its faults were um did anyone have any last thing they wanted to say i mean i kind of wanted to say like kind of going back to like the whole you know like the fan backlash over the fact that joel is dead um i feel like the fans should at least think about it this way joel could have probably you know, like he was bound to, you know, kind of face the the consequences of his actions soon enough. So, like, there there definitely was repercussions for, you know, all all the things that he did, like all the people that he killed, all the all the actions that he's he's done. So, what fans need to understand is, like, yeah, it happened. Like, yeah, Joel died, but like, he yeah, was bound to happen somehow. Like, you can't just keep him alive for so long like there's got to be something that like sort of drives the story like in into the next level mm-hmm. so to sort of you know uh drive it into like a the next perspective of like the next character like ellie yeah so yeah, yeah. uh and a, a note to the people who are were like and it's similar to the last jedi when people are like luke skywalker wouldn't he wouldn't be a coward and go hide he's the most powerful jedi. and people are like oh joel's a motherfucking badass he wouldn't he wouldn't trust anyone he'd be able to kill all of them at once and i think the point is that over the, the period of time between the first game and the second game joel has ellie is becoming a softer person is living this easy life in jackson he's just becoming a kinder person who isn't so much into that whole brutal lifestyle anymore he's he's soft now yeah that's kind of the idea he he let people into his life and his whole shtick in the first one was don't let anyone in because you're gonna get killed for it and when he finally does let someone in because he is growing older and like putting him more trust in people it just happens to be someone who wanted to kill him really badly so yeah uh and yeah, it, it it does go along that with this like people the people a lot of the people I think that are most upset about this game are the people who wanted to see that the growing relationship Joel growing soft that and as, then as the have sequel. him taken and away like you know what 
they that's not what they wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I cried twice in playing this game. Same. <sighs> I I, I no? cried. I, Andrew had no tears. I I cried like definitely when when Joel died because that was that was pretty impactful, especially since I was fresh off of beating the first yeah, Last yeah. of Us. Yeah. So I was like, oh okay. You, you give me Joel, and you rip him up away from me. I, I was on the verge of tears twice. I didn't actually cry at any point. Uh, let me guess. Joel dying was one. Nope. Ooh. I didn't cry when Joel died. Uh, that was one for me, and then two was when Ellie left. That like, when, when, Okay. When she left the farm and left Dina, I was like, you motherfucker. I was just like, I felt so bad for her. No, it was when Ellie finds out that Joel lied to her. Wow. Her her reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end when they have the conversation, when Joel has oh, the conversation on the porch, on the porch with her. Oh and, God, that's and, such yeah, a the, fucking scene. But I'll, when she said, like, but I'll, I could Yeah, I can you. never forgive you, yeah, but, but I, I want to try. try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I, and I, the, I was definitely emotional for the farm part. And I wanted the game to end. When I, when I was like, ready, I was ready to let the game go. When she was sitting on the tractor with Potato and the 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 That's sunrise, exactly what you I, know what I, I thought was going to happen. Ahead. I thought they were going to be sitting there on the tractor. She's holding Potato, looking at the sunrise. <laughs> Ellie gets shot in the head. Cut to black. End of game. That's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> oh my god! I honestly thought that's how they were going to end the game. <laughs> because uh, I was like, that's what you fucking that would do terrible. to me, Neil Druckmann. The worst. Um, yeah. Good game still. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, not as tight of a package as the first one, but still very good, very well written. Um, and, like, it's such a complex story, and we're talking about how things we would have changed. But like you said, they focus tested this game so much, there's a good chance everything we've possibly suggested was, was, wouldn't yeah, work. Was and this is the optimal that the game yeah. could be. So who knows? I still really enjoyed it, and I'm glad that it came out. I'm glad I played it. I'm glad they made it. I just like the first game. I don't want a sequel, but I will gladly play it if they ever make it. Agreed. Same. Andrew. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> um. All right. I guess let's move on to trivia. You guys want to do trivia? All right. I'm very much down for trivia. Cool. Jordan has an Apple Pen specifically for uh, his iPad for doing his trivia. Yeah. Um, all right, no surprise to anyone, we got ourselves some of The Last of Us trivia. So it's going to span both games. It's all of The Last of Us, not just the new one. All right. Um, the the questions go from from hard to easy. I made a spare question because just in case we brought it up. And what the spare question was, how old is Ellie in The Last of Us Part Two? And Derek had brought that up, so... <laughs> Good thing I got extras. All right, you guys ready? Yep. Yep. Question number one. What is Joel's last name? They never said it in the first game, I'm pretty sure. But in the second game, we see it. It's uh, Someone brings it up. It's definitely on his tombstone. Um, so what is Joel's last name, Jordan? Uh, I said Miller. Derek? Miller. Andrew? Miller. It is Joel Miller. One point for everyone. Oh, I got to. I think it is... They maybe they say Tommy Miller. I think do they? they do say his last name at some point in the first game. It might be like a side thing that you know, like an optional conversation or something, but I believe they do say it. Hmm. Uh, question number two: What year is The Last of Us Part One set in? Hmm. Yes. What year does that game take place in? What do you mean, at- like in the beginning? Not, not in the what the most the biggest chunk of the game. Yeah. What year is the biggest chunk of the game in? 
Uh, we're going to go uh, with Andrew first on this one. Andrew, what year does The Last of Us Part 1 take place in? Um, 2028. Derek? 2033. I also said 2033. It is 2033 is Ooh. the year that the game takes place. Uh, the apocalypse happens in... 2013. Uh, 2013 and yeah it takes place 20 years later yeah, 20 yeah, years after Sarah dies after. it says 20 years later all right question number three what is the name of the fungal infection that turns people into clickers here's a hint it's based on a real life fungus that has the same exact effect on ants Oof. so for those of you who didn't know this is a what clickers are based off of is a real thing that happens to ants obviously they don't turn into clickers but this fungus takes over control of their body and leads them away and basically assimilates them with a plant. And yeah, it's terrifying. You should look it up. What is the actual name of that fungal infection? Derek looks like he might know it. Maybe, uh, maybe not. I don't think I do. I just said brain parasite. Brain parasite. Uh, Jordan, what do you got? I have no answer. I have no, no answer. He's pulling an atom. Andrew? <laughs> I don't have anything either. Mushroom brain. Mushroom <laughs> brain. Uh, <laughs> it's called cordyceps. 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 They say oh. it a couple times in the game. Um, uh, so, yeah, cordyceps. No points for anyone. Cordyceps. This one's a more of an easy question. What is the name of Abby's dog in The Last of Us Part Two? The dog that Abby takes out in the beginning of her section and kind of is reoccurring throughout. Um, Derek looks... Like he mm. might know, is trying to remember. I'm gonna. I. Uh, oh well, y- we're. It's we're, not Abby's dog. It's the dog that it's. But so the dog in in the you, game that you that that with travels with Abby. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, why don't you go first? Alice. 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 It is Alice. I should have that. Bear is her dog, but Alice is Mel's dog. I thought that they weren't anyone's dog in particular. They were like kind of like no, I think you check bear, them out. Bears were yeah, bears was somebody else's because I think I remember when I was playing as Ellie and I shot one of the dogs that one of the WLFs have. They shouted like bear, so it was well. They, you see bear twice. You yeah, see bear in the bear, beginning. You see bear at the yeah. hospital. I think. Yeah, you see bear at yeah. the hospital, and then you also see bear. Um, I guess I assumed that Abby. was Bear. It was like Abby's normal dog that maybe she did runs with. And yeah, Alice, I thought Alice it was goes just, with Mel, I think, at some point. Yeah, I thought it was more of like a check-in, check-out system where you just get assigned a random dog every day. But I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, question number five. There is a bonus to this question. So Andrew still has a chance to, to tie it up or take the lead. What is the name of the arcade game that Ellie plays, in quotations, oh. in the Left Behind DLC? Bonus point if you can name the character that she plays as. So in the Left Behind DLC, when her and Riley are going through the mall, they stumble into an arcade, and there's a specific arcade game that uh, that Riley kind of uses her imagination yeah. to help Ellie play. What is the name of that game, and what is the name of the character that Ellie plays as in that game? Um, everyone got something down? Jordan, are you... Are you going to even try to write something yeah, down, Andrew? I'm, I'm just <laughs> thinking <finishing>. about it. <laughs> well, we're going to have you go first because you're you're currently behind. I feel like that's the most unfair. It's two to three to three. That's I how it always goes. I'm the only one who didn't write. He hasn't wrote anything. <laughs> but that's how it always goes the, for the last question. The person who's behind goes first. All right. 
don't I don't think I was gonna get this. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't got this either. Andrew, what do you got for the game? Street Fighter. And what's the, the character? Chun Li. <laughs> uh, Derek, the name of the game? Uh, I've no like murder maniac, but I think the, the lady is like Scarlet Scissors <laughs> or something like that. Uh, Jordan, what do you got? Mine is so like out of left field. <laughs> the game, the game is Gems of Glory, and the character is Gary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, none of those are right. Derek was close with the character. Yeah. The game is called The Turning. The Turning, that's oh, what it was. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah they and, show that. And, and the character's name is Angel Knives. Angel Knives, damn it. <laughs> oh. uh, when you go back to... I knew I had to do a sharp object. When you go back to... Uh, there's an arcade in part two, and you go there, there is a The Turning cabinet, yeah. and Angel Knives is on the front of it. All right, we have a tie between Jordan and Derek. They each have three. We're going to go with the tiebreaker question. Right. How many trading cards are there to find in The Last of Us Part 2? So the superhero trading cards, uh, Jordan brought it off, off mic, but there are – how many are there for Ellie to collect? Andrew, do you want to guess? 40. Derek? 44. Jordan? I was going to say 75. It is 48. Oh, Derek yes. is the winner. After reading that uh, there were 48, I realized I collected – a fraction of those. I thought I was doing really good, but apparently yeah. they're everywhere. I think I got like 20-something. There are a ton yeah, of I those. feel like I missed out on a bunch of I thought time. I was doing good on the coins, and then it turned out I got like one or two per chapter, and I was like, oh, uh, I guess I didn't do well. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a lot. Does any any of you plan on platinum in this game? Nope. No. Yeah. I already deleted it from my Wrong. PS5. Did you? PS4. <laughs> yeah, I have no interest in platinum. Do you have a PS5? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Don't God. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got the PS4.5. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do? I have a PS4 Pro. I'm gonna last <laughs> check and last second check the email to see if we got. And nope, no email. All right, that brings us to the end of this episode. Then, thanks for listening, guys. You can check us out Woo! at thegamesharks.com. Um, I don't know. We'll do something there sometime soon. It's, we've all been really busy and haven't had time to write anything. But you can find these podcasts there. Uh, you can also find our Instagram on that website. But if you wanted to just find us through Instagram, that is Game Sharks Podcast on Instagram. Or you can uh, send us an email at gamesharkspodcast at yahoo.com uh, if you have any trivia questions for us, if you have any things you want us to talk about, or just any general anything. Send us an email. We will, we will definitely read it, and we will probably talk about it on the <laughs> podcast. But that is the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. I have no idea what our topic is going to be next week, but it will be something, and it will be fun. Thank you for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. Goodbye.